right, all right. Welcome back. We are kicking off 2023 by looking back on 2022. You are listening to the OG podcast on Are You Entertained? I'm Trey Alessio alongside Brand Ogden. How are we doing? We're ready to go. We're, We're kicking, ready to we're celebrate the year that was 2022. Exactly. Um, if you're new to the program, this is our annual year-end podcast where we reveal our top 10 lists for TV shows, movies, songs, albums, and more. How it works, we'll go back and forth in descending order and give our brief explanations for our picks. We always have fun with this one, uh, so lock in and uh, let's take a look back at everything that entertained us in 2022. Uh, we have decided we are going to start with sports. I'll be honest with you, I I I, I just came up with this list very shortly ago. That's so right. uh, you will, I know you will have more analysis uh, with with these and the order. You can gun me on the order. That's fine. But uh, how do you want, you want to start? Or do you want yeah, me to start? Yeah, I can start first. Okay. All right. My number ten is Aaron Judge in the home run chase. Damn, that made mine higher. But okay, okay. so. I think for a lot of people it would be higher than what I have it. It was the American League record, not the overall home oh, run record. Okay, okay, yeah. And so so that, like that kind of gives it a ding down. Yeah. So like That's o- fair. overall, I don't really care that much about it. Uh, sure. It was a cool story. So and he then, like, he hit sixty two. Yeah. And what's the that's the AL record? Yeah. What's the overall record in the seventies? Is that Barry yeah, Bonds? Bonds had okay. seventy two or seventy two or three? Like that. Okay. So that like, makes a little more sense. Yeah. So that's why I don't have it as high. Okay. Fair enough. My number 10, um, this probably a little recency bias. I just think that it was a great day of football. Uh, just the other day, TCU, yep. Michigan, and Georgia, Ohio State. I can't remember a better day of football in a uh, long time. That was so great. It, it, Both games were awesome. Um, it The Georgia-Ohio uh, State game was coming down as the ball was dropping the, in New in York. Min, no, right. Yeah, at midnight, yeah. Right. It was, cool. it was just – it was super fun and cool. I just thought it was a great day of football, so I had to put that on my list. A late entrant that you'll probably see on my list. Turn up. All right. My number nine is Dusty Baker finally wins a World Series. Nice. Um, we're Cubs fans. Yep. Um, for us Cubs fans, he was the manager when – We uh, were Bartman, pretty much growing up. Yeah, and when yeah. the Bartman play happened and – uh, he had so many close calls and just wasn't able to ever get there. Right. Um, yeah, I know. Okay, is that the mic? No, it's okay. not the mic. I think it's my my heater is oh, okay. buzzing in the background. I, it's been doing that. Some inside baseball there for all the listeners. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Dusty's one of the great guys. Uh, unfortunately, he coaches one of the worst franchises in sports that I can't stand. Yep, yep. But happy for Dusty, and so yep. had to include him on the list. And that is the end of my uh, baseball for top oh, twenty twenty or top twenty twenty two moments. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I that didn't make my list. I don't know that that was a, probably an honorable mention for me, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's that's solid. Um, mine was the Rams won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a good one. Not really a whole lot of analysis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was not on my list actually. Okay. All right, my number eight in this one. You could argue should be higher, and I think might make the most impact of any one of my list, okay. um, and that's Live Golf and okay. the introduction of it. And, like, it's the first time that we've really had an actual competitive threat to one of the major sports, especially in the United States. Okay. See, I knew nothing about this. So, what, this oh. is like a, com- a competitor to PGA? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like a Saudi-backed company, and so uh, they're just. Do you remember? Throwing. You told me, or I, I've yeah. heard about this. So like okay. they spent like almost half a billion, I think, just on Phil Nicholson, like okay. getting him over, huh. 
And so like, a lot of the top golfers took the money and went over to live. Um, some, they're not able to really compete in any of the PGA events down the line. Huh. Um, and there's been a big rivalry between obviously the PGA tour and live and a lot of back and forth and stuff. So, um, it's just interesting yeah, to absolutely. see how it's going to impact, you know, golf going down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think it might be the most impactful on my list potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but had to interesting put it on there interesting uh my number eight is kind of lame it's kind of just the fact that it happened the olympics <laughs> yeah no. um i don't really have a whole lot of stories from yep. the olympics i'm sure there's some cool ones embedded in there but uh yeah the olympics happened yep my number seven is georgia beating alabama in the national championship last year yep. um it was a really fun game you get the pick six at the end um for all of us unsubstantial white guys, Stetson Bennett wins the national championship. Um, yep. It was just – it was a cool story. Georgia, you know, really struggled with Alabama over the years and then finally got over the hump. And um, So, just yeah. one of the cooler stories. For sure. Uh, my number seven might um, piss some people off, but I don't really care. Brittany Griner comes home. Yeah. I did not have that one on. Yep. Um, on my list, but it, it, I – it was, it's just on, it was cool on like the first draft, and then yeah. as I dove deeper in, I was like, yeah, maybe yeah. not. I don't know if – again, these rankings can go, yeah. you know, the – I don't know. But, yeah, I want to All include right. it. My number six is uh, – was the first one on your list. It was the just yesterday or two oh, days ago. Nice. The semifinals of the college football playoffs, TCU, Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State. Just two thrilling games super competitive super fun to watch right um, which we just haven't gotten in any of the semis um, pretty much every single year since it's been introduced so mm-hmm. uh, and really this whole bowl season has been pretty entertaining um, so I just wanted to give that some love yeah absolutely uh, fun day of football for sure um, okay where are we at number six uh, Albert Pujols this I'm I'm showing my like um, not knowing what I'm talking about this, okay. but uh, he hit 700. 700 okay, yeah. yeah, yep. They're not making my list. Probably should have done that one over Judge, but whatever. Uh, my number five is Serena Williams played in her final U.S. Open. Uh, she won a couple matches, couple upsets. Ultimately, couldn't get it done in I think the third or fourth round. But it was just a fun story and just yeah, watching Serena just. She's obviously not anywhere near the player she was, but just to watch her be able to gut it out and, and win some of those matches um, after what she had played like, um, you know, the year previous. I'm going to make a last-minute switch. That was going to be my number four, but I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i do it number five okay. so we can just – I'll piggyback yeah, you. Yeah, it was, just, it was fun to watch. And then yeah. all of the tribute videos, you get the Queen Latifah yeah. uh, talking about her and – um, it was just really cool, and Serena's been in our lives literally since we were damn near born. Right, um, and then you had and you know the King movie. Richard movie, right? Yeah, that's a good so point. Yeah, it was just everything kind of culminating into that final U.S. Open for sure. All right, do you you want to say your whatever uh, four now? Yep. So my number four is St. Peter's. Um, so okay. an NCAA tournament. Oh, they yeah, were the 15 seed that went to the lead eight, beat Kentucky, beat Murray State, beat Purdue. Right. Um, ultimately lost to my North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, but it was just a fun story. They were a scrappy little group. Yep. Um, Shaheen Holloway. Yeah. dude with the hair. Yeah. So uh, it was just a really fun story. And some of of those Cinderella's you get in March. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that one. Uh, my next one is, uh, the world cup happened. I feel like there was a lot more interest in world cup. I don't know really why. I don't know if the Ted Lasso, it's the Ted Lasso effect. 
I don't really know. Um, I think it also had just the USA was in it. Maybe, and yeah. They were I mean, in the last one. Oh, so. okay. I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what it is then. But uh, and then on top of that, Messi won. Yeah. Uh, which I, you know, people regard him as the greatest soccer player ever, and so he finally got it done in the World Cup. So yeah, pretty cool. My number three was the Bills Chiefs uh, in the AFC playoffs. Okay. 13 seconds, the drive yeah. to Tyreek, to Kelsey, then the kick, get it to overtime. Uh, it was just one of the greatest football games I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, anything, Anytime you get Mahomes versus Allen, I mean, that's like the Brady Manning of, of our generation now. Yeah. Um, it was just an awesome football game. That's funny. That's higher on my list. Yep. Um, I'll just, yeah, it, I, I won't spoil where it lands, but I do have a kind of funny story about it. Um, Actually, I do too. You go first. Okay. Well, Ty and I were in Italy. Uh, uh, and so we missed it, basically. So those games were happening in like the middle of night. So, like, the first one happened, I think it was like doable hours like 11 or midnight and then this one was on at like 3 a.m so i think we caught like the very very beginning because i think we went out that night or something but we were in italy so we missed the uh greatest game of all time so it was fun Uh, so mine was at halftime i ran to bebops because i was starving okay and bebops (laughs) took forever so i missed the entire third quarter Uh, no (laughs) yeah is that when all like crazy no thankfully i got back in time for the fourth fourth quarters when it all went down again i didn't watch i couldn't watch it so yeah unfortunate okay uh where we at here three yep okay so i have three as aaron judge hit 62 uh you you put the little pin in my uh, sorry in it with it's just al sorry i didn't know that little part but yeah yeah so not much more to say uh my number two uh, this is very personal for me okay it's north carolina handing coach k's final loss in the regular that's a good season one. that's a good one and in his of his career yeah that's a good uh, one. in the final four it was just a thrilling game in the final four back and forth for those that don't know i'm a big carolina fan i hate coach k uh so that there was definitely i had i had it at number one and i was like okay you're just being a homer uh so i i moved it down to number two okay well i'm gonna make a quick switch and then i feel like we'll talk about the same thing for number one i'll say we will really yeah i don't think so okay um Okay, fine. I'll, I'll I'll say number two is the Chiefs Bills that okay. I missed. I'll okay. say that, and then I'll, we can talk. Well, what's about your number? Num- you go number one. Okay, so my number one would then be the Kentucky Derby upset. Okay, yeah, that did uh, not make it, mine. Really? Okay, yeah. with it just being such a huge yeah, upset, and like the 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 however many seconds it was was so thrilling. I'll yeah. I'll go that. Yeah, it was a big comeback. Yeah, my number one is Argentina versus France. It was the World Cup game. Okay, yeah, yeah. The nice. whole World Cup as a whole was really competitive and really fun to watch, but that final game was nuts. Argentina gets up two nothing. Um, Messi's teammate Mbappe, uh, like on his club team, is his teammate. Mbappe is from France. They're the defending World Cup champs. Uh, he's kind of pegged as the next superstar in, in uh, soccer. Um, and he scores two improbable late goals to tie it, send it to overtime. In overtime, Argentina scores. Everyone thinks it's over. France comes back, scores. It goes to penalty kicks. It was one of the craziest games huh. ever. Uh, and the cool thing was it was on a Sunday morning. Literally, when in, the penalty kicks ended, it flowed right into football Sunday and the NFL. So, so a good day it was just, sports. Yeah, it was just a great day. <laughs> That's and awesome. It was an unbelievable match. Uh, and so – it got my number one spot. I'm not gonna lie. I, again, I'm not a big soccer fan. Right. I do like really enjoy when it's like international soccer. Yeah, I don't yeah. watch 
Premier League or any right, of that. Right, but right. international soccer is always intriguing. And I, to I try to get into the World Cup this year and, you know, mainly watching the, uh, America. Yep. And I, you know, they had the couple games where they tied and I'm just like, man, yeah. come on. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that kind of took the winds out of the sails a little bit for me to watch the other ones. But would have been cool to catch that one. Yep. So, oh, well. All right, uh, that is our sports. So, um, where are we going next? You want to do albums or you want to do songs? Oh, okay, so let's do songs and then albums. We'll 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 transition to music. Um, let me see here. This is where I get to do my preface. Yes, uh, I think I do this every year. Yep. The first preface, not so much. This is the least amount of music I've ever listened to in a year. I feel like he was with, out there living life. Yeah, with the evolution of podcasts, like usually music for me is saved for the car, or the gym. Um, sure. Uh, probably the least amount I've ever worked out in my life, which, you know, <laughs> 2023, baby. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also just like I'd rather listen to a podcast sure. about something I care about rather than just throw on some music. So I certainly Rude. have like the artists that I will listen to. Yeah. Um, and then like I feel like. So much of music now is through TikTok. Sure. Yeah, like for sure. So much shit goes like there first, right. and then it catches on to the mainstream. So my list is always a little more like corporate. I feel like than yours. You you are yours are more passion project things you really right. enjoy. Where I right. try to take into account. It's some of my favorites, but it's also try to mix in with some of the commercial success. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And so I always have a, a different list. I think these are where our list. Differ. differ the most right. out of all the things that and i think yours will do. lean probably a little more country yeah, mine will yeah. lean a little more hip-hop that's just kind of the way we roll with music so yeah. okay uh yeah let's uh let's do songs okay. first you can kick off the songs right. songs is honestly the hardest it's, to do because there's so listen, many for those that want to clown my list feel free but to <laughs> Go back and try to put together a top 10 song list right. from it's the year. Fucking There's hard. a lot of fucking songs it's that fucking come hard. out in a year. Yeah. And it's not like, it's hard to rank them. Right. Hard to it's, scale. There's it's hard no, to choose, like, is it your yeah. favorite? Is it yeah. commercial success? Is There's it, no, right. Yeah. It's not like a movie where you can, like, at least put a score on it. I mean, every song's so unique and different. It's hard. right. All right. My number That's 10, why this is fun, though. Yeah. My number 10 is Break My Soul by Beyonce. Wow. So, number 10. Yeah, okay. So I think that, that's her biggest song of the year off the yep. Renaissance album. It's, yep. it's a great song. Um, you know, I, I it's not higher on my list probably because I didn't listen to it a ton. Like, I did, I wasn't ever like, oh, let me throw that on and listen to it. So it's a great song. I want to recognize Beyonce in that song, but I it didn't crack higher in my list because it wasn't um, on my kind of repeat playlist. Okay. I have more to I'll have more to say about this song later, but um, I do want to say just one quick thing. I find it funny how Beyonce comes in with kind of the house vibes, and everyone universally loves it. And Drake, when he put out "Honestly, Never Mind," yeah, most at least in my circles, yeah. the universally did not like it. A rapper and a pop star, right? Right. I just thought that was interesting, but. Well, I'll have more to say about that later. My number 10 is About Damn Time by Lizzo. Just an absolute bop. Uh, summer vibes. Um, she's, I think, cemented herself in superstardom. Yep. Uh, this is just a really fun song. So, About Damn Time by Lizzo. 
All right, my number nine, this is where my list gets weird. So this one is shout out to Erica because this is probably the song I've heard the most. Okay. Uh, it's one or two, uh, and it's We Don't Talk About Bruno from Encanto. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's that funny. damn song was on all the time. I think if we have any uh, parents out there with yeah. young children, they definitely feel this song because they'll be, they'll they've be heard it a ton. Yeah. Uh, so it was just the amount of it was played and – uh, and Kanto was a great movie, at, um, and that was by far the the biggest hit. And it was another TikTok song too. Uh, yeah, had a little TikTok did kind of put that. That was on the radio, yeah. like like top forty yeah. radio. Weird. Okay, my number nine again. This is kind of where our lists differ. Like I would wouldn't no offense, wouldn't doubt if you've ever even heard yeah, of this. Probably song. not. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, "Do Better" by Absol. Um, Absol, I really enjoyed his new album. It's fairly recent, dr- recently dropped in December. Um, this is my favorite song off the album. It's super deep. Uh, the video itself is super powerful. He has candid, been candid about his brush with uh, suicide, and um, the, the video highlighted that. So I think the video really propelled this song to at least be in my top 10, but it's a, it's a really it, – it'll hit you different, in, in my humble opinion. So Do Better by Absol, number nine. Uh, my number eight's another just kind of vibe song. Again, this one what took over TikTok. I, I still hear it on TikTok all the time. It's mm-hmm. Heat Waves by the Glass Animals. Okay. Yep. Uh, just it's again you can't go on the radio without hearing it. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just that a song. Good vibe I kind of forgot about that song. Yeah. That's been a minute, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, a, it, it's a fun vibe. It song. is fun. It is fun vibe. Okay. Uh, so what? We're on number eight. Uh, my number eight is Antihero by Taylor Swift. Um, her most um, popular song off of the Midnight's album, and I really enjoy. I, I honestly really enjoy this album, and we'll get more into that in the albums. But uh, this is the intersection of commercial success with uh, critical acclaim, I guess, if you will. Yep. Not my personal favorite off of the album, but uh, we'll show it some love at number eight. My number seven is "Doing This" by Luke Combs, which was the title of his album, okay. um, and it just kind of encapsulates who Luke Combs is as an artist. It's all about, um, you know, the it, it song opens with a reporter asked me in an interview, what would I do if I wasn't doing this? Mm-hmm. And he goes on to sing about how he would still be touring the country, playing his songs, playing his music, even if he wasn't a superstar in country music. Nice. Um, and so... Respect. Yeah. Respect. Luke Combs is going to be a mainstay in probably every list that uh, I do from here on out on these year-end reviews as long as he's putting out music just because he's by far my favorite country artist out. So Dope, dope. Did you see him in 2022? We did. We are saw you, him. And are you seeing him in, in 2023? 2023? Yeah. Okay. So it was actually really cool. We saw him in Denver. He played at the Broncos Stadium. Nice. And it was his for, first um, – uh, stadium, stadium tour concert or concert oh, yeah cool. he only did like four stadiums nice uh next year he's doing like a bigger tour but it was the first time he did it so huh. it was really cool so to be a part yeah, of that yeah, yeah that's really cool really emotional about it so it was really nice. cool yeah. very cool okay my number seven might be kind of a uh underrated pick but uh that is london by bia and j cole um uh, J. Cole's rapping with the British accent. I absolutely love this. This song was kind of a mainstay for me uh, in 2022. I just, I really enjoyed it. It, w- it was cool. Uh, B as a baddie, and uh, that song's fun. So London, number seven. My number six, you already talked about, It's About Damn Time by Lizzo. Nice. Uh, again, this is just shout out to Erica. She played that damn album 
like every other time I was in the car, and so like I've heard the whole thing. And that song, it doesn't matter. That song is a hit. It's a bop. It's, You're gonna be singing along. Yeah, it's for good. sure. For yeah. sure. All right. Uh, my number six is uh, "Is There Someone Else?" My personal favorite off of the Weekends album, Don FM. Um, I remember here. Well, I didn't know that was the song when I first kind of heard it, but uh, the trailer for the album had this in the background. And I just immediately loved the vibe, and then I come to find out it is is uh, there's someone else on the album. Absolutely loved it. I will never forget. I I saw him in Tampa, and um, he kind of the lights went down, and like he wasn't saying anything. And I was like, "Play, is there someone else?" And he plays it right next, <laughs> and I was like, "Let's fucking go!" It was so sick. Love that song. So uh, number six for All me. All right. Well, I'll pick you back. My number five is "Out of Time" by the Weekend okay. on Don FM. Uh, I go back and forth on what my favorite song is on that album. Yeah. I think Out of Time's probably the most Have you seen the video for it? Yeah. It's awesome. You think that one's probably the most popular on that album? Uh yeah. Yeah. I mean, take take my breath. Take my ha- breath. Had yeah. that, you know, f- at the first part of the year. I think where it kind of fell off whereas Blinding Lights last year like yeah. it's still going. Um Take My Breath kind of fell off popularity-wise is because the version on the album was like this trippy mix where it's super long. Um, But yeah, out of time, I think right now is kind of the mainstay on the radio. Love that song too. Okay. Where are we at here? Number five, uh, walking by Denzel Curry. Um, I had never pressed play on a Denzel Curry project before this. He was kind of always that, um, I remember the stupid TikToks of the the water bottle flips where it's I am the one the up uh, the ooh and I, I always thought he was kind of the trappy rapper like that but then I pressed play on um, his album and this is by far the best song on the album so I want to show it some love Walking by Denzel Curry. All right, my number four. I played this the other night for you. It's Creeping, uh, the Weekend and Twenty One Savage nice, on nice. Metro Boomin's album. The the way he covers that song from the uh on the hook and stuff the way he just hits those notes it's just absolutely beautiful and it just smacks 21 lays down a pretty good verse too uh so it's just it's a good vibe it's the good weekend vibe is becoming like yeah. super stardom yeah. levels like like I, I love it i love it okay my number four is lift me up by rihanna um just an actual just a just a beautiful tribute to chadwick boseman and uh this the it appeared in the song and the mute excuse me movie black panther wakanda forever and it was just cool because she has finally returned i think it's her first song in six years something insane like that um just a beautiful song i'm glad it's getting love on the radio so i wanted to show it love on my list number four that was a tough omission on my part i, I struggled on I, that's definitely you know probably top of my honorable mention list just yeah that was a hard one to keep off yeah my number three is kind of Love We Make, again, another Luke Combs song. Um, to me, this was just my personal favorite on the new album. Um, it's a little more upbeat and a little more uh, just kind of a fun song. So, hell yeah. Kind of Love We Make. Cool. My number three is an act- uh, just an absolute bop of a song. Uh, it, it dominated the charts. I just got the vinyl. I'm really excited that I found the vinyl. One of my favorite feelings is like, Going into a record store, not seeing it on display, flipping through them and finding it. (laughs) I fucking found it. I was so hyped. Uh, That's Steve Lacey and uh, his big hit, Bad Habit, from that album. Uh, 
just love love the song. Yeah, song. I don't care. Uh, people will uh, you know hate on him with the TikToks of not people not knowing the words to the song at, at his concerts. This song is a, a bop, and I don't care. So bad habit. My number two is First Class by Jack Harlow. Oh. Shout out to Fergie. <laughs> I, I think I'm just a sucker for when rappers have like the the they sample the, th- the good the, song. Yeah, sample the throwback, the yeah. hook, the I just I'm a sucker for it. How about it. when they performed it at whatever it was, the yeah, VMAs, the VMAs together? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, so that was cool. Yeah. That was cool for yeah. sure. I, yeah, so that's okay. my that's my number two. My number two you have already mentioned and that's uh Break My Soul by Beyonce. Um really enjoyed it. Cuff it, which was is catching some steam as of right now it's on the radio uh that was on my honorable mention list which i revealed in scrubs but break my soul just had that intersection of critical acclaim and popularity just love it love that album and my number one you already mentioned it's annie hero from taylor swift you know the biggest album of the year her biggest hit you go on tiktok and everybody's breaking down all the lyrics and, and who it's talking about and all that stuff so um music video is good with it too so yeah uh it's number one. I like it. So my number one might surprise people. Um, I am a huge Kendrick fan. That will that'll come across in my album list. I'm sure um, you can predict that. But um, you might be surprised. This song is not on Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Mm-hmm. I am going number one song of the year. The Heart Part Five. I lit. Okay, this is gonna sound a little crazy. I, I like to have a rotation of songs that I listen to in the morning, get me in the right mood for the day. Yep. This song, I almost damn near listen to the song every day. <laughs> it just put it gives you so much gave me so much perspective on different things. I learned so much listening to the song. Um, and I just think it's the perfect appetizer for the album. I think there are so many things foreshadowed on that song. Uh, that are touched on on the album, and I think it just sets it up in the most beautiful way. Um I, I think the theme for the album, will, I can talk about it when we get to it, but it it's, what I pulled away from it is perspective leads to empathy and uh, or, and empathy leads to healing. And that whole song is about perspective. And it, you peel back the layers of the third verse of he's rapping from Nipsey Hussle, the late Nipsey Hussle's perspective. Just very powerful. Kendrick is so intentional with his music, and I I just thought this song was mind blowing. Um, and for it to be a promotional single, that makes it yep. even crazier. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, and it was just his first the, when he dropped that video on that Sunday night, and he had been gone for five years. Man, it was so crazy. <laughs> I loved it. So, uh, the Heart Part Five is my number one song of twenty twenty two. All All right, now it's time for some albums, baby. So Um, this is where I have to do my other uh, preface uh, (laughs) preface here. I talked about not listening to a ton of music this year. When I went back through, there was really only 10 albums that I mostly heard all the way through. (laughs) That's okay. You have listened to them all. We'll we'll, uh, we'll believe you. So this list is... it's rough. That's all right. That's all so right. I'll, I'll start with number 10. It's Honestly Nevermind by Drake. Okay. <laughs> by far Drake's worst album. I can't stand it. I will never listen to it ever again. Really? But I did listen to See, it See, some people through. say it grows on you. I don't have it downloaded to let it grow on Same. me. I, just, I don't either. Yeah. 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 But so. I did listen to it. It was one of the funniest. When, that's, when that album dropped, going through it was just one of the funniest things. I know. Because like, I was listening to every song just hoping for a rap verse. Right. And right. it just never came. 
the, I think the shittier part was like it, he announced it was a surprise drop yeah. and like people are so excited. Yeah. And then we get, yeah. <laughs> we get house vibes. I'm up till like 1230 <laughs> at night on a right. work night trying to figure out what this album is. And yeah. it was, it was a, I don't, there was another album that came out that day. I can't remember. Was it Logic or something? Yeah, I think Logic. Was it Logic? And I was like, I got through like two or three, and I was like, yeah, I'm turning it (laughs) to Logic. Okay, my number 10 is uh, It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. Um, He is the Martin Scorsese of hip-hop. He, Coke Rap is here to stay. He knows his lane. He stays in his lane. Half of the production was he who we will not speak of and uh, the the other half was Pharrell. <laughs> uh the production was amazing and uh his coke raps are at an all-time level so I uh, had to show it's almost dry some love at number 10. All right, my number 9 is Come Home the Kids Miss You by oh, Jack no. Harlow. Again, did not really enjoy this album. <laughs> there's like there's some good songs there on are, there. there. First are. class was, you know, very high on my top 10 list. Um and so there's some good vibes song. I just think with Jack's level of kind of fame and stardom right now, the album didn't quite match, you know, yeah. that. Uh, and so, like, as a whole, the album wasn't great. But there's some good parts within that. Yeah, there's well. some good songs, for sure. I, I just – I'm in a place in my life right now where it's like, for albums, I I, I want something of yeah. substance, and that just – it's very surface It's level. like a young Mac, al- uh, Mac Miller album. Right, and you know how I like yeah. the, the deeper Mac. Um so yeah, I was hoping for some more, you know, introspection and shit like that, but it does not appear we're getting yeah. that with Jack Harlow. I will say one thing about this: what if it wins the Grammy over fucking Kendrick or even Pusha T? We'll yeah. say, will that be a bigger upset than no, Macklemore? No, Macklemore. Macklemore is yeah. a bigger upset than because yeah. uh, Jack Harlow is at least a star. Yeah, like he's out there all the time on all of these. Mac Miller or uh, Macklemore. Macklemore was not a star over he Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, he that just, was the craziest upset and if that if it happens this this next year i will be so mad don't be shocked i will not be shocked but okay uh my number nine is uh ramona park broke my heart by vince staples i was i i got to see vince staples open for tyler the creator earlier in 2022 um he had not released this album at that time so it was mostly his uh self-titled album Vince Staples but the two-year run that he's been on with the self-titled Vince Staples and it's in Ramona Park broke my heart Ramona Park broke my heart is my favorite album of his Um, I think it's the perfect juxtaposition because and this is getting a little deep with it but uh, it's like very chill trap beats but there is a message if you listen to it and listen all the way through uh, what I pulled away from it was that trap gangster lifestyle doesn't allow you to be a human and doesn't allow you to show emotion. And yet all of these songs are emotional. And I don't know. I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful story if you really listen for it. Um, and I, I thought thought it was cool that Vince Staples put it together that way. So I wanted to show it some love. Um, so Vince Staples, number nine for me. Uh, my number eight is Her Loss, Drake and 21 Savage. Nice. So my biggest beef with this album is I think Drake and Future put out a better collab album. Okay. And yep. so it just feels like we're kind of running that recipe back. Yeah. Uh, but we've already done it better, in my opinion. And so it loses a little bit of its luster. And again, I just, no offense to 21 Savage, I just prefer to hear Drake. And I prefer to have Drake just do a solo album yeah. where he's actually rapping instead of sure. what he did on Honestly Nevermind. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah, number eight I, for me. I enjoy her loss 
more more than honestly never mind again i'm just in a point in my life where yeah. like it's just straight toxic vibes and it's it's funny and it's cool to, you know to you know be a thinking like that but I don't know. I just yeah. admit a point. It's a fun album. It's a fun Again, album. There's a time and place. It would not be on my top 10 most years. Yeah. It, it's a fun album. It just didn't quite make the cut for me. Okay. My number eight is a uh, few good things by Saba. Um, it was very hard to come back to, excuse me, follow up care for me because care for me is such a personal favorite album of mine. Uh, but this one, so care for me dr- dealt a lot with trauma and then he also lost a couple of his uh, label mates along the way. And so he, when he came out with this album, wanted to let people know this. I, I don't want to be hand in hand with trauma. So he wanted to put an album out that really explores the highs and lows of life. Um, I think this album did that beautifully. It has some fun songs. It has some very, very dark songs. Um, and it, it tells a, a beautiful story of finding the struggle, finding the beauty within the struggle. And I, I really enjoyed it. So uh, a few good things by Saba, number eight for me. My number seven is Renaissance by Beyonce. So okay. it's it's a Beyonce album, right? Yeah. It's It's got all the good production. Uh, you're going to get all of the video, all the fun stuff that goes with a Beyonce album. It's, it's probably not my favorite Beyonce sure. album, but... Uh, there's a lot of good stuff within that. Uh, it's just, yeah. Um, I will say it, it didn't quite hit the lemonade levels for yeah, me. Lemonade, agreed. you know, is like one of my favorite albums period. Um, I, again, I love when albums tell a cohesive story. That's just my vibe. Um, this Renaissance didn't quite do that. Exactly. And I'll say more I when I get to it, but, uh, but yeah, I feel you on that. Okay. My number seven is Gemini rights by Steve Lacey. Um, just a quick, 30 minute or 35 minute album but again just straight vibes love this uh album bad habits on there static the opener on the album is one of my favorites and again that moment of me finding the vinyl was just so awesome uh if you haven't checked that album out it's really good so all right my number six i talked about this in the songs list this is probably the album i've unfortunately heard the most but it is it is a really good album it's special by lizzo okay interesting there's just so many actually like very good songs as you go through it um she tells some stories and some songs and then uh, about damn times just the huge bop off of it so uh it's it's a good album uh so i I put it at number six nice uh number six for me is the forever story by jid jiddy jid uh i think before this album he was right on the cusp of being that that rapper who is ready to take the torch from the likes of Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole um he had the big hit he had the radio hit with Imagine Dragons um that got him to that level he um did the Dreamville project he had this buzz about him but he just wasn't quite there with the forever story he is there uh it was a great album, my number two hip hop album of 2022, and um, just just a, a great album. Really, no like cohesive story. You can you can find it in there. I really think it's just he is here to stay forever as a as a uh, rapper and a, a hip hop artist. Um, the the cool little uh, Easter egg in the album. Um, 2007 finally cleared the samples cleared and they put it on the extended version of the album 
And so there's 16 tracks, eight plus eight. You flip eight on its side, infinity for the forever story. Mm. Kind of cool. Um, so J.I.D. number six. For My me. number five is Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Nice. So for this one, it's just... It's like a DJ Khaled album, except yeah. for you don't have annoying-ass DJ Khaled yelling all yeah. the time. Uh, you get every big artist. They're all collabing together, uh, which means you get some special songs on there. Uh, again, I, you're not going to get a, a story throughout. Right, it's, right. it's just going to be... I, heard, I did hear... I So this is one I have yet to listen to. I do plan on pressing play at some point. I have heard, though, from because my cousins and my brother, both lo- they all love this album. They, they told me, though, there's a... Th- theme throughout so like the first half is the heroes and the yeah. second half is the villains, villains. yeah that's kind of cool yeah. um that i even had one cousin on the scrubs pod go as far to say they think this is the best producer album of all time um really you would have to go back and think about it i mean dj Khaled is the first person to come to mind yeah. maybe dj drama or but. even like i don't know if this necessarily count but like the black panther soundtrack is like yeah a similar it's not i mean i think kendrick put most of that together yeah but yeah. that's not necessarily a producer album. Right, but it's right. kind of those team up collab right, albums. Right. Right. The collaborative stuff, efforts yeah. for sure. Um okay, good good choice. Um my number 5 is Midnights by Taylor Swift. Uh, really I'm I'm not a huge T Swift fan. I know she has the cult following. I know the whole uh Ticketmaster fiasco of like everybody trying to get tickets to her tour. Um I just randomly decided to press play on this, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, super fun album. Again, me not really being a Taylor Swift fan, correct me if I'm wrong, it feels a little different than her other efforts. Like, is it more poppy, kind of, or sort more? Of. So I would I would just recommend to you to go listen to Folklore. Folklore is kind of the... Because okay. that was like her first album that she didn't do that was like first person breakup songs okay like that one is very much a story and if you're really interested the disney plus has like a yeah yeah, uh, you told me that i think where like she goes through and plays each song and they talk about how they wrote it and came up with it uh and i would definitely it's a really interesting watch and they like play the song throughout um so that's really cool but yeah it's it's definitely it's a different type album for her for sure right i i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it all right i think we're on four now Yep. So my number four is "Growing Up" by Luke Combs. Okay. Uh, so again, he's just my favorite country artist. Uh, he just makes such great music. He's a good dude, um, and I've seen him like four or five times in concert. Going to see him again next year. So Hell yeah, uh, had to give him some love. Good shit. Okay, this one uh, came out fairly recently in December, but I think it warrants to be high on this list, and that's "SOS" by SZA. Um, she had been on a, a long hiatus and really, really enjoyed Control, her first album. I, I personally think it's a classic of an album. This album is very, it's it's bigger, it's bolder, it takes more risks. Um, you have some songs on there that don't fit that alt R&B genre that you're kind of used to her doing. You get a whole plethora of songs. I think there's 23 songs on it. So it's a long album. But I think it is really, really good. There are some really relatable songs on there, and she's just really talented, great performer. I would even go as far I, – I would be interested in going to see her on tour, honestly, and maybe I will next year. But uh, So I really enjoyed this album, SOS by SZA. 
All right, my number three is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Okay. We're going to talk about it a lot more. I'm just <laughs> guessing. That's fair. So I'll lay out and we can move to Okay, yeah. I, I do want to get your thoughts on it, so I'm excited yeah. to hear it. Um, okay, my number three is Don FM by The Weeknd. Um, I don't know whether I like oh, after... That's I- my number two. Two? My okay, number so two, we can so. kind of piggyback yeah. it. Okay. I don't know if I like After Hours or Don FM more. Um, I, I, prefer think- Don, I prefer Don do FM you? slightly. Slightly. Both just, of them are great. I, I love the theme of it with with having like the the interlogs like in between. Yeah, with, with like Jim, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah it's so, awesome. Yeah, it's just really there, it's sneaky cool cohesive tish, it, tissue. Yeah. It is sneaky cohesive and tells a little bit of a story. So he even told us that it's a part of a trilogy. So we have yeah. After Hours, this, and I will bet you that the next one is After Hours. I know when we talked about it on our previous pod, we kind of discussed it. Um, but I do. I, I think it's sneaky cohesive and it's just a fun vibe. Like oh, yeah. I, I think. The theme of it is kind of purgatory. We're getting the afterlife potentially on this next trilogy. Um, it's so so good. Jim Carrey ties the knot. The fact that he is is Bruce Almighty plays into the whole afterlife and purgatory theme. Um, just really really good. Again, is is there somewhere uh, someone else love it out of time? Uh, just so many great yeah. hits and seeing him in concert was amazing he puts on a great show so. and it's just he's a bona fide superstar right. at this point this is right. the first album after the super bowl yep. halftime yep uh we kind of got a little bit away from the crazy michael jackson yeah red suit we still vibe. celebrating super bowl yeah. yeah so yeah uh this one felt very much like kind of back to the original trilogy with house of balloons and all of that yeah like a little more singy, I feel like that but mixed with the pop. Still some pop. Right. 100%. Like he's molding yeah. it and yeah. it's just beautiful. I can't, I, I hope he puts out um, an album in 2023. I could see it. He does have the uh, TV show coming, The Idol, mm. um, on HBO. I don't know if there's a date. I think it's in springtime. But uh, so if he puts out the album mixed with The Idol, he's going to have a big 2023. It's going to be crazy. So, all right. My number two is Renaissance by Beyonce. Um, Again, I don't think it's the level of Lemonade, but I do think, because she was on a pretty long hiatus as well, but uh, I think that, again, that album took risks. I think it took more risks than um, SZA, and that's why I I ranked it a little higher. The production value is incredible. Um, it She's kind of given us maybe the vibe of there might be a trilogy. She called it Act One Renaissance, so... Maybe we'll be getting more Beyonce soon, but um, really enjoy this album. Um, Alien Superstar is one of my favorites on that album. Just uh, just a really fun, um, summery kind of disco uh, fun album. So Renaissance number two. Uh, you have your two, right? Or you're at my one. Two you're on done. one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. My number one's Midnight. Midnight. Uh, it's nice. Biggest album opening of all time, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Broke every record. Uh, I'm not a Swifty. I'm like Swifty adjacent. I would say like I, I a tear down. Yeah, I love me some Taylor Swift. Uh, Wait, did you guys get tickets? Yes, you got tickets. We're gonna right. see her at Arrowhead. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Um. And so like I, I do genuinely enjoy her music. The she's a performer. She does does the videos right. where she right. drops all those. Yeah. Um. And everything she does, she just does big. Uh, I still think, to me, Folklore is my favorite Taylor Swift album, but I think this is probably second really? for me. Really? Nice. Um, which 
probably the Swifties would disagree and say it's probably not even like a top three album oh, really? or something. I don't know. Um, but it's really good. And yeah. It's, uh, get some of the darker vibes in there. Yeah. Uh, so. I didn't, so I didn't even listen to the 3 a.m. version. I don't know if it's better or worse than the original. I actually original. haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, I, I haven't yeah. listened, but... Uh, the 13 songs uh, on the original album were really, really good. Really yeah. enjoyed it. So I'm gr- I'm glad I pressed play. So that leaves me with my number one. This is you could probably drum roll, everybody. Yeah, everybody who's been curious what this is. Yeah, be. I'm pretty sure I spoiled it on the Scrubs pod, but I don't really care. Uh, it's Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, I, I love this album. I can't say enough good things about this album. Uh, when it first came out, it wasn't my favorite Kendrick album. I think it has grown to be my second favorite Kendrick album. Uh, that may or may not be a hot take for some people. Um, I do kind of want to just discuss it with you. I, I know we kind of so, been uh, on a hiatus from a regular podcast f- for different reasons, but because your uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly" is your favorite. Kendrick my album. my favorite, favorite album, album maybe of all time, of all time. cuz um, to me I have damn is my personal favorite okay. from Kendrick yeah and I I've never loved to pimp a butterfly I always just say it's not for me which yeah. is maybe not the right thing to say I don't know but I struggle I think maybe the style you yeah. know it's, it's for the it's 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 he, he I I relate it to this and this kind of happened before what I'm about to say so it may not match but Tyler, the creator came out with flower boy, right? Yep. And that was his biggest album to date. It had, it got him on the radio with see you again. Um, it, it was the most critically acclaimed album of his to date. And at the height of that, he flips it, does a whole 180, and pulls Igor and b- basically comes out with a pop album. Yeah. And honestly, people might even argue that Igor is better. I think it's very similar where Good Kid, Mad City... It is the most digestible of Kendrick's albums. It, it has the the features. It has the production. It has the skits that li- it, it it hand delivers the story to you. Now, on the height of that, people are expecting that on the next album, he does a whole 180 with "To Pimp a Butterfly," where you really have to peel the layers and break it down um, and find the Easter eggs, and then. He has the poem that's sprinkled throughout, like and he has Tupac. At, yes, yes, yes. I just think he is so intentional. Ever since that album, he's just such an artist, and it's amazing. Um, so I, I, I don't. We got on to, to Pimp Butterfly. I'm going to bring it back to Mr. Morale. Um, I, I, I was expecting that. I was expecting that kind of st- that cohesive story. There is that, but you really have to dig for it with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, I think it's there. I I, I, per, I have said this on the Scrubs pad. I've written about it. I, I've talked to many people about this. I'm sorry. I'm a little obsessed. I love this album. Um, I think it's an 18-part therapy session. Yeah. I oh. think it, again, I think we all wanted that perfectly – um, put together story, um, you know, this song leads to the next one, like we were going to get with, with To Pimp Butterfly and even Damn for that ma- matter. It's not that. I think it's intentionally not that. It's the back and forth of therapy. I've never been to therapy, but I would assume it's very messy. It's very um, th- saying things that you might not say in public because yeah. it's contradicting to what public opinion might think. Yep. I think it's very much that. There are the... He drops the f bomb in in this album. Like he he says things that are intended to piss you off, and I think it is him throwing his thoughts 
in public and showing you the the messiness of therapy. Do you think <clears throat> to me because a lot of it is very like modern kind of issues, right? Yeah, it's very pop culture re- like relevant right, right now. Right. How do you think this album ages? That's one of the things that like to pimp a butterfly. I think will age like fine wine. I think right. it'll be there forever. Because universal. Yeah, I think it's damn, race, I think, basically. Yeah, and I think damn is similar in that sense. Right. I don't know how this one ages like 10, 20 years from now. Okay. It's, it's interesting. I think I think like on the surface, I think we're maybe thinking like N95 and like that's yeah. like a COVID yeah. era song, right? Um, I personally think because again I, I feel like this is no disrespect i've sat with this album a lot more, oh yeah, yeah way maybe more. and that's I, why I, I asked yeah no yeah. It, for me it will age just because even on the surface that you may see the n95 i don't even think it's really about that i think it's more about you hiding behind your feelings and behind the bullshit um I think it's more about like you per your, like self growth. So in that regard, I do think this album will grow. I I think this is such a meta album because it is intended to grow. It's yeah. so weird. Like when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, I dig it. It's not my favorite, but I yeah. I like it. The more I listen, the more I learn, the more I peel back the layers, and it grows on you. It's so meta and weird, but it's just such a dense album um you you even have the we cry together that gave me immediate uh kim m&m vibes um there he just took so many risks um and then on top of that to see him in concert perform this album he did it, it was such a cool show. Um, I can't say enough good things about this album. So and I was actually going to say, it kind of reminds me of like uh, Marshall Mathers LP yeah. in a sense where like it's just sometimes the point of it is to get a reaction. Yeah, and 100%. Like piss you off 100%. and all of that stuff. And so I, I just find that kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, again... The, it's a definitely a more mature uh, version. Uh, of, right, right. You get what I I'm think saying. The, those things that are like meant to piss people off, though, that's more surface-level shit. Yeah. He's doing it yeah. to get a rise. But with when you really peel back the layers and listen to it in the context of the story that he's trying to tell, it's beautiful. It, it really is. like Because, again, and I said this in my little, and I'm sorry for getting on my soapbox here. <laughs> uh, I, I just have a lot to say about this album. But, um, you know, again, I go back to when I first listened to this. We wanted Kendrick to save hip-hop. He's been uh, away so long. We wanted to hear what he had to say about 2020 and, and beyond. But we didn't get that. And the last song on this is Mirror, where he says, I choose me. I'm sorry. He's choosing himself. He's telling all of us to choose ourselves. And in that, we can grow together. I just think we, this is going to sound cheesy as hell, but I don't really care. I think there's so much to be learned from this as society. I really think it can do wonders if we listen to it and come at it with an empathetic view. I just think. It's such a beautiful album. It's a masterpiece. I really do. And a lot of people initially did not like this album. They they say it's one of Kendrick's worst albums. You got to let it grow. You really do. You really do. So I've said enough. I'm sorry for getting We're on my good. soapbox. I just We're love good. this album. So Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, number one for me. All right. That's our music segment. Now uh, one the TV movies where we both kind of, I think – 
you know, we, we stead, stead, steadily watched a lot this year. I I probably like watch close to forty of each, which oh, right. I'm a degenerate, yeah, and de- I you definitely watch so, way more than me. So we didn't really go to a ton this year, honestly. No, we so got to go yes. to more together in 2023. Yeah, so here's the, let's do movies first. Yeah, okay, uh, sure. And so this is what I wanted to say about movies. Movies are almost getting harder and harder to rank because less and less are coming out. Yeah, and the ones you do get are kind of just rush to streaming and sometimes yeah. you just you don't even know about it right. or you don't know where it lives yeah um and so we're seeing less and less kind of mo- like movies as a total sure and so th- this is probably the least amount of movies i've seen in a while yeah. and i i think i when i went through i think i saw like 15 or 20 okay um and some of them are just bad, right bad i was just gonna say i don't know that, about you but it feels very top heavy to me the last couple of years in yeah. movies i don't so know like 10 through like seven i think for my movies is uh probably not great right uh right but the ones i do like like they're fucking great movies yeah, and 100%. i hope we get more of those and right. so uh it was it's definitely an interesting year uh in the in the movie business right and i, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how kind of those trends move along yeah uh you know me. I, you, I hope. Years. I hope they're moving in the right yeah. direction. But uh, okay, all right. Give us uh, your number ten movie. So then. my number ten is kind of speaks to it. Is Hustle? Is okay. Adam Sandler yeah. uh, Netflix movie? movie. It was just, yeah, it was a yeah. fun movie. It was one of those. It was just a pleasant surprise right. of how good it was. Anthony Edwards was phenomenal in it, um, and so it was just yeah. It's, it's not a great movie. It's probably not a top ten movie most years, but I think it's uh, a good movie. Yeah, it's a good. It's movie. good. I yeah. think it's fun. I like Adam Sandler in those a little more serious roles. Um, I hope he does more of that. Yeah. Good pick. Solid pick. Okay. My, my, uh, number 10, I think I told you about it. I don't know if you've watched it or not. Um, but it's the Banshees of, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Insurin. Yeah. Um, very, very slow burn. If you, if you go into it thinking it's a drama, you probably won't like it. If you go into it thinking it's a comedy, it might give you a different perspective. Um, it's gonna it's gonna do great at the Oscars, and that's why I, I went I watched it in theaters, and then I watched it kind of a second time on HBO Max. It grew on me the second time a little bit. Um, I didn't love it. Um, I it's growing on me, yeah. so I, I feel like it might be one of those movies. If you give it time, it grows. So uh, I want to show it some love. Yeah, I turned it on on HBO Max and watched like the first twenty minutes. Yeah, it's a slow burn, and it was like midnight, and I was like, I can't handle this right now, <laughs> and so I turned it off. It is. It is slow. It's a different take of a movie, though. It, the whole friendship, and it, it's yeah. just funny that he wants him to be his friend so much. It was different, yeah. but uh, we'll see how it fares at the Oscars. All right, my number nine was another just kind of fun, pleasant surprise that like I went in with just about the lowest expectations you could have for a movie, and that was The Lost City with Channing Tatum okay. and Sandra Bullock. It, it's it's one of those comedies they just don't really make anymore, right? Uh, where it's kind of like a action comedy type yeah. thing. Um, and it was just, it was a ton of fun at the movie. Like I thoroughly, oh, you saw it at the theater. Yeah, I thoroughly okay. enjoyed myself. And I think if I was just watching it at home, I'm probably on my phone, not really paying attention. Yeah. Not that you have to pay super close attention to this movie, right. but like seeing it on the big screen, there was a couple like real big laugh moments with the whole theater. Um, so it was, it was just a, a fun movie similar nice. to hustle. Nice. Okay. Uh, my number nine movie, I don't think a lot of people maybe have seen or, um, are showing it the love I think it deserves. Um, it's BJ Novak's movie oh, Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, I watched really I watched it on it, yeah. Peacock. 
it was so like it's such smartly oh, written. He's it, it's brilliant. so good. He's brilliant. I I didn't go in with any expectations. I didn't even know what this movie was really about. It surpassed them. Like it was so brilliant and funny and good and woke and it was so good. Ashton Kutcher's in it. He plays a great role. Highly recommend this. Um, it's it, it, it. I saw it on Peacock. I don't know if it's still there now, but uh, if if you have Peacock, check it out. Vengeance. You need to watch The Office, is what that means, because he was he was one True. of the main writers on The Office. True. You know, I I, I like The Office. Yeah. I've seen you know you Comedy watch. Central start, every start damn day. Yeah. Uh, all right, my number eight is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse okay. of Madness. It's it's not a great Marvel movie by any stretch of the imagination, but there's some really big pieces in it. Yeah. Uh, anytime I get Wanda, I'm a big Wanda fan. Hell so yeah. um, Doctor Strange is awesome too. So, uh, it, it, you know, again, it's not a, anywhere near a top tier Marvel movie, but right. Um, right. Yeah. Well, when our next podcast, our next like actual podcast, we'll have to kind of discuss the trends of Marvel yeah, and cause absolutely. I, I, I want to get into that with you, but, uh, um, we might be getting more Wanda with uh, Coven of Chaos uh, upcoming this year. Yep. I think that's supposed to come out in 2023. Anyway, uh, my number eight is The Whale uh, with Brendan Fraser. I saw it at the end of December. Um, again, a COVID-era movie really shot in one location. Um, I saw. I went to the Austin Film Fest, and I saw the director um, talk about this movie, so that might have given it a little more love for me. Um, Brendan Fraser, I believe deserves the Oscar for this movie. I, I'm, I'm excited that he's kind of back in the Hollywood, th- uh, swing of things. He's going to be in a Scarsese movie. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the message that this movie, um, had to give. Um, if you look at it with an empathetic view, I think, um, there's a lot to be learned from this, this movie. So check it out. The whale. Uh, my number seven, there's kind of a theme here. It's, I went in with just such low expectations. This was a, a date night movie that I got dragged to. <laughs> it's Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. Yeah, uh, I so have heard good things. It's uh, Reese Weatherspoon's like production company put it out. Um, it's based off a book. There's a great twist ending at the end. Uh, the actress in it, and I'm blanking on her name. I'm going to look it up real quick. Is it drama? Is it like a drama? Yeah, it's, or? Like a, yeah, it's, it's a romance drama. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever genre you want to uh, put that. But I think uh, this – let me real quick. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. Okay, I've, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. Uh, she's she's going to blow up. She's going to blow up because uh, she was on something else uh, – under the uh, banner of heaven with Andrew, okay. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the name. Really good in that. I've heard the name. Uh, she was phenomenal in it. So she's kind of like um, this illiterate girl who's like dad's a drunk and like her whole family like leaves. And so she's like stuck there and mm-hmm. he dies and she just kind of lives there. And people, she's illiterate. People don't really know what to do. She falls in love. And then there's uh, a murder that she's accused of. Um, and everyone just kind of assumes that she did it and stuff. So, it's it's very interesting. It was uh, there's a Taylor Swift song in it um, that she wrote for the movie. So uh, it was it was a really good movie. I was T Swift wants surprised. that Oscar so fucking yeah, bad. She, she wants it so bad. Okay, uh, my number seven is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, I I really I really enjoyed the metaphor of the movie of the um. My, the minorities fighting each other. I feel like yeah. there there's a heavy parallel in real life to that. Um, and those are the things that I like in the, the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like when you can pull away something in real life, um, which I, 
that's why like Thor and Doctor Strange didn't quite make my yeah. list. Again, I've I've seen like forty fucking movies this year, so yeah. um, it just didn't have that for me. And in part that they are movies like that are feeling more cookie cutter. This one stood out from the Marvel pack, in my opinion. Um, I just thought it was really they they. My one beef with it is the opening. I think the fact that they use Chadwick's passing as kind of story, I didn't appreciate fully. Um, but I love Namor. I loved the parallel with the the minorities fighting each other, and um, not that I love that. I'm saying yeah. that it's um, you know relevant, and um, we can we can all relate to it in real life. Um, but it, it's a it was a good movie, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yep. So my number six, and again, when we talk about topic, my list really begins at five. So okay. this is probably more like an honorable mention type movie sure. in years past, but it's Amsterdam, which we did yep. see together. Yep. It's nothing great. Right. Uh, the the what do they say? The collect or the sum of its parts is greater than the right. whole or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's some great like Margot Robbie's great in it. Right. Uh, uh, John David Washington's phenomenal uh christian bale's great but like there's just something not right uh, that doesn't hit fully. i know i agree uh, movie's a little long yeah the story at the end gets a little messy and confusing yeah. with how they tied it into real life events um and so it, it was it was a fun movie it was a good movie uh it's just i hope they make more of these because yeah we get used to get like american hustle we've related it to yeah and uh, i, I want to say something about yeah, american and, hustle and so like I hope we get more of these big star movies. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, this bombed, and so yeah, it's yeah. harder and harder that we we will. But right, um, right, yeah, so. yeah. And that, that's a discussion I think for the the regular podcast because I have a lot to say about that. I will say, relating it to American Hustle, I think the the tropes are there. Literally, yeah. the exact same. There's voiceover. There's kind of the ensemble piece, yeah. and it, it, it's. Really, the same movie in a different setting with a different plot, um, yeah. and that's just that filmmaker's style, and I appreciate that. There was again just something missing from Amsterdam. Yeah. I think it made my honorable mentions, but yeah, again, uh, just something missing. Okay, my number six is Top Gun Maverick. Um, really, so I enjoyed. I, I saw the first Top Gun right before for the first time right before I saw Maverick, so that might have skewed it a little bit for me. I think this movie Road Nostalgia, which is fine, it's cool. Um, I personally think Ma- Top Gun Maverick, to me, just hit a little different than uh, the OG Top Gun because it just felt like there were higher stakes in the second one where it felt like they're going on a real mission, whereas the first one, it's all kind of based... Unnamed countries and... Yeah, yeah. It, it just that and like it felt more like they're going against each other in the Top Gun school, which I know is what Top Gun is. It just felt like real life stakes in the second one. Plus, you get the technology. Um, it, it just felt like a bigger production, but super fun movie, super cool movie. It's it that felt like the first movie of the year where it felt like movies were back, like yep. like theaters really uh, boomed after that. So, uh, super cool. Top Gun, Maverick, number six. My number five is The Batman. Okay. Uh, dark, gritty, mm-hmm. probably the best DC movie since Nolan's trilogy, yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Uh, bloated for me. Sure. It was a little too long. I, I it is long. There were some parts that you definitely could have cut for time, but overall I've really enjoyed this portrayal of Batman. Yeah. Um, which is a little different spin than what we've gotten in the right. past few iterations. Right. Uh, I think it suffers from the fact that 
we have like three other Batmans who right. are living right. in this universe, and so it just gets messy. But that's yep. a DC problem, not yep. the Batman problem. So, right. uh, good movie. Uh, I really did enjoy it. Just a little bit bloated. Yep, that's that's a fair statement. Okay, my number five is very very mixed like it has a ton of mixed reviews some people love it some people hate it i lean more on the side of really really enjoying it and that's babylon um again talk about a bloated movie i think it was bloated they could have trimmed off some of the fat from the movie it's like three hours eight minutes long but being a filmmaker and just having that background this one hit different for me it's really about two outsiders um trying to break their way into Hollywood. Um, they kind of touch on uh, the transition from silent movies to movies with sound and color. Um, just re- It felt very authentic and cool and fun. Had kind of some Wolf of Wall Street vibes. It was very chaotic. I think that's why it's called Babylon. Margot Robbie absolutely killed it. The Tobey Maguire little uh, appearance was amazing. Um, just su- It was a super fun movie. I can't wait to see it again. Um, I think this is a movie where 10 years down the line, we're going to be discussing its brilliance. Um, Damien Chazelle is a really good filmmaker. And I know they're saying that this movie bombed box office wise, but these are the type of movies we fucking need. And I hope they keep making them. So I, I hope you go see this and I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you said. I do want to go see it. Just haven't, haven't had the yeah. time yet. It was, a, it, it came out late in the year. Yeah. So yeah, my number four is Wakanda forever. Um, I'm with you on the beginning. I didn't love how they handled the yeah. death of T'Challa, but um, between a rock and a hard place, I don't know the right way to handle it. Right. So. My, my my way to do it was just cut the, like, the be at the funeral right away. Yeah, like, I, I yeah. think I agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's, also, a nit, it's a nitpick. It's a nitpick. It's, a nitpick. It's, it's probably, again, 20 minutes too long. Yeah. Um, but they were dealt a really... It, it, right, unfortunate set of cards, and yeah. they played them pretty damn well. They did. Namor they did. is a freaking star in this. Um, Angela Bassett, absolutely. I kind of hope she gets like a Oscar nom. That'd be cool. Actress, That'd be cool because uh, she freaking she kills it. it and yeah, gives just you know it's good when you get um, an emotional speech that's so that was pretty much in all of their marketing materials, and it still freaking delivers. It still hits. And is awesome. Yeah, uh, when you go see it. Um, and so it's, and then this movie gets bumped over the Batman for me simply because of the end credits and how powerful yeah. that last like few minutes are. Um, Shuri's reaction mixed in with the Rihanna song. Right. I mean, it was right. The last few minutes are just Did you super shed a thug powerful. Tear? I didn't. I was really close. I could yeah. feel it welding up, but, <laughs> but nothing came out, which is man, a shocker for that, me. The whole like silent part, I was like, oh, man, I, this is almost hitting me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, do you think that the, the, the rumor is, and this is kind of spoiler alert, so sorry if you haven't heard it. Fast forward a minute. Um, it was rumored that a Doctor Doom post-credit scene was cut because they wanted to emphasize the yeah. impact on the the mid-credit scene do you agree do you think that because there was only one post-credit yeah. scene which felt different from a marvel yeah. movie so that's why i could see it being cut do you have any thoughts on that i it we could. we never really broke there was a lot of rumors down, so. that dr doom was going to be in the in the movie right uh so it, that doesn't surprise me um i'm wondering I'm curious if they're actually doing anything with Doctor Doom. There's been a lot of rumors with uh, some of the Secret War stuff, right? That Doctor Doom because in the comics a role. he's a huge villain, yeah. Right? 
And so I'm wondering if they're kind of saving him for later on with K- like when the, when Fantastic Four comes in because yeah. he's like their main villain, I think right? So yeah. yeah. So that's I'll fair. be curious to see what yeah how they handle Doctor Doom for sure. Okay, my number four movie is Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Um, I actually that's saw my this. number three, so we can okay. talk about it together. Yeah, uh, I actually saw this in theaters. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, I woke up one Saturday morning and I asked my parent, like my family, if they wanted to go with me. I shouldn't have done that because I looked. I then looked at the available seating. There was literally one spot left, <laughs> so I went. And I'm like, I saw this movie solo. I don't. That might be weird for some people, but I, uh, I love seeing movies. By yeah, myself, yeah. It, I can't remember the last time I've had this much fun at a movie theater. Oh yeah, just an absolute blast of a movie. Ryan Johnson is brilliant. Um, it. I find it funny with his Knives Out success, and then looking back at how much Last people Jedi. hated Last Jedi. Yeah. So I might go back and watch that, and maybe I'll pull some, you know, brilliance out of that. Yeah, the Last Jedi is not his fault. It was because they right. I mean, screwed up all the directors, and yeah, there was no direction. There, there's a whole yeah. thing there. I just love this Knives Out universe. I oh, hope yeah. they continue to make them. Yeah, uh, two I more, thought, I think. Uh, have they uh, confirmed? I'm pretty two sure more? that was his Netflix deal. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I hope they keep coming with them. Um, the second one, I, I think, is on par with the first one. Um, some people like Knives Out a little bit more. Um, I just think the, the the cast, the the twists, the writing, it's great. Yeah, and I I love how it wasn't there. Like you felt the vibes of the first one, but it wasn't just a redo of the right, first one right. where. You know, it's set up that it's a murder mystery party, and he solves it like that. Right. I thought like, that was hilarious. Yeah, it's a great twist. Right. And, you know, there's some parts that are a little too over the top yeah. and whatever. And, and I think that's intended. It's intentional. Right. Yeah, and and that's what I love about it. And so it was just it, – it's a, it's so fun. Uh, Daniel Craig plays that character oh, just yes. so brilliantly. That opening where he's kind of, like, depressed in the bathtub. <laughs> right. Losing the game and – it's just so funny, and so it, it was. It was a, a blast of a movie. I was really worried about it just because the first one was so good. Yeah. Like, there's only so many ways you can make a whodunit, yeah. you know. And, and I thought they did a really nice job of, of being creative with this yeah. one, and excited to keep seeing these movies. And I think it's brilliant how I think Ryan Johnson has said he doesn't want to really explore Benoit Blanc's backstory. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, the mystery that, of it. Yeah, yeah, that gives it the mystery aspect, but also it allows people to not have to see the first one yeah. if they don't. I yeah, recommend it. Erica but, hadn't seen the first one. Right. We watched the second one, and right. Uh, I just I think that's a brilliant way yeah. to approach the series. So, um, really enjoy that. I will. I do want to shout this out because I doubt that it'll be on our anticipated list. Um, I did see in the theaters they promoted a TV show on. Peacock for tw- I think it comes out in January called Poker Face yeah and it's him yeah I think it's also it's a Who Done It yeah so I'm really looking yeah. forward to I it. saw a preview for that the other day and it. I was like yeah they oh. have some good people and I was like I'll press play he's yeah. gonna type type that's gonna himself be his into his job yeah. right exactly but I'm excited that I'll I'll be watching that so all right my number three you have already mentioned it is the Batman um I am gonna give a hot take I'm not gonna say it's better but I'm gonna say it is on par with the Dark Knight. Uh, I personally think it is the best Gotham we have gotten in a Batman movie, period. Um, the world building is incredible. I'm excited to see how they utilize HBO Max with the Penguin and Arkham series and kind of doubling down on that world. I just love the gritty take. I love the dark vibes. Um, 
the more mature Batman. I, I really like that. I hope, hope, hope they keep it grounded. I'm a little nervous that with uh, I, I have faith in what James Gunn is doing with DC, but I also hope that they don't loop Batman in to make this kind of the first um, movie of the big universe. Be- my one reason why is because that lends itself to bring in the Superman and the more the not grounded yeah. people. I think this Batman is cool and sets itself as, uh, apart because it is grounded. Um, I, I hope they continue that with the the, the future sequels. Um, I just thought it was so unique, a unique take on Batman. Um, again, it is three hours long, so it, it takes a whole day to watch it. But um, if you can get past that, I really think it's really fucking good. So uh, the Batman number three for me. Okay, I'm playing the odds here. Why don't you do your number two? Okay, my number two? Yeah. The Fablemans. Okay. Um, again, this is basically a movie This movie about, was made for Trey. Yeah, exactly. It really was. Audience uh, of two. <laughs> you and uh, what's his name that uh, is a Spielberg? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So this is a basically a movie about Spielberg. I mean, yeah. obviously he changes the name to Fablemans, but it's a movie about a kid getting a camera and falling in love with making movies and kind of maybe some of the repercussions that come with that, some of the things you have to give up, some of the things that you have to um, endure. And it just hit me different being the filmmaker, um, taking that leap to filmmaking. Um, it it resonated with me. Um, just the art, the artistic storyline really hit different with me and it might not have hit people quite the same, but I think this movie is going to do really well at the Oscars. I'm excited to see how well it does. And I think it's deservingly. So really highly recommend this movie. The yep. Fablemans. Okay. I played the percentages, right? Which is nice. <laughs> uh, my, cause my number, cause we're going to talk about number one together. No, I think my number two is it your number, my number one, one. Okay, uh, there you which go. is everything everywhere okay. all at once. Yep. We saw this movie together. I think both of us were just pleasantly like we saw like little Easter eggs out there that this was really good and mm-hmm. something you need to see. So we went and saw it together and it's just an unbelievable right. movie. Uh, it's very multi it's a multiverse right. movie, which was, I, it, I think I think it's kind of meta in the fact yeah. that it's like multiple genre too. Like yeah. there's fun, there's humor, there's drama, there's maybe a little bit of horror in yeah. it with like the scare, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just the culmination of it at the end. The yeah. Father daughter. The uh, some of the stereotypes about right. uh, Asian people. I, right. All of it was just done so brilliantly, and it, it, like you said, the comedy in it, the seriousness, the, the emotion. Yeah, the, the emotion. I watched oh, yeah. it again uh, a few weeks ago, Bruh, I I almost teared up, man. It's yep. emotional as hell. It's real. It's fun. Um, one of the most unique movies I have ever yeah. ever. Seen. And it's just a throwback to. The type of movies that just don't really get made yes. anymore, and and how special we need those more movies, movies like this. Yes, one hundred percent. Its success, yeah, definitely helps. Right, moving forward. Right, uh, I love that. Love this movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. If you have not seen it, yes, highly recommend. It. I really hope it gets Oscar love. I don't think it's going to. I but think I hope the it does. main actress. I think she's got a chance to win. I don't. I I think it'll get nommed for for picture? best picture. Okay, cool. I, I, I hope you're right. I, I think it right. will. I think it's too big to ignore. Okay. Uh, speaking of too big to ignore, my number one is a Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Yep. So for me, I think where we differ is I grew up on yeah. the original Top Gun. And that's like, fair. 
uh, it's you've been to my parents' theater room. The Top Gun yep. poster is <laughs> one of four with Jaws, uh, Indiana Jones, and the original Star Wars uh, posters that we have. And so like, I've seen this movie probably fifty times, yep. like no joke. Um, and it's just it's literally one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, and there's just so many things that they pull on. Uh, his love interest in this is just a random name drop in the first one. Um, you get the the good music. The the opening is literally the same. damn near yeah, the same. Right. Uh, and this is, you get the Val Kilmer back as Iceman in a really emotional yeah. scene. Yep. It's uh, a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's just so much fun. And shout out to Tom Cruise because he held this movie. Yeah. Said it's not going to streaming. We're putting it in theaters, and it freaking killed right at the box office um it was just a huge hit so um it was just really fun my one beef with this is it felt a little mission impossible at the end once they yeah crash that's fair um i didn't love that part of it but it, it was just such a fun movie and, and, and fun to be back in that and right tom cruise it just he is maverick like he, he just it's a perfect portrayal yeah of, uh he does his own stunts in it, and so yeah. it was just—it was a ton of fun to go back and see. Uh, I do, I do want to say about uh, keeping it and not wanting it to go to streaming, even after it came out and was ready for streaming. Like you see, like Black Panther. I don't know if you saw it's coming to Disney Plus January twentieth. Yeah. It's crazy. Whereas this one, they waited all oh, the way to kept, December to stream. People it. People kept going to see. I it. I know it's I mean, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for it. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. Um, great movie. Um, yeah, so uh, should we kick it to uh, TV shows now? Yeah. All right. Um, you want to start us off with 10? You want me to go? Okay, I will kick off number 10, my number 10 TV show. Again, I I am a little ashamed to even say this. I watched close to 40 fucking seasons of TV this year. Um, uh, but my number 10 is Ozark. Um, this was the final season. A lot of people may not like how it ended. I personally enjoyed how it ended. Kind of the father pays for become or excuse me, the son becomes the father, pays for his sins. Um, I like that theme, and uh, I like how it ended. I, I I think this is the best Netflix show of all time, in my humble opinion. Um, it's that and House of Cards, but House of Cards ended on a really sour note, and uh, this one just did not. I think it it landed the plane, and I really really enjoyed it. Jason Bateman in that serious role is awesome. Uh, just really enjoyed the ride of Ozark. Yep, that's uh, higher on my list. Okay. My number 10, and this is not a great show, but I think I was at 15 TV shows. Okay. And, like, the bummer for me is, like, I, wa- I finally watched Ted Lasso. Yeah. Like, that, that doesn't that count was, for 2022. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number 10 is Moon Knight. Uh, okay. It was just a, it's, it's an okay Marvel TV show. Uh, there there was a lot of, like, fascination. Um, uh, Oscar Isaac just killed it as like these yeah. kind of split personalities. I like, I like Moon Knight. And did a really good job of just portraying different characters within one show, which is not easy to do. Right. And he did it. He made it look very easy. Right. Um, it's uh, Ethan Hawke was really good in it as, as kind of the, the bad guy. So uh, it was intriguing uh, watch as it kind of came out. And uh, I'm fascinated to see if and how they use Moon Knight moving forward. 100%. Uh, number nine for me was House of, House of the Dragon. Uh, I thought they they had a tough task with uh, following up Game of Thrones, yeah. but I think they did it per, almost perfectly. Uh, some people might say it was a little slow, whatever, but I don't I don't need the action. I need the drama, and yep. that's what it provided. Um, I'm excited for future seasons of this. I, I'm all here for Game of Thrones. 
Um, I really enjoy my not beef. My own my own my small small beef is I wish we got a little more of the younger characters. I thought um, her name is escaping me. Babcock. Yeah, uh, Millie, Millie Alcott or, or yeah, something. something. She killed it as a young Rhaenyra and uh, really enjoyed her. And really that whole storyline, I think that's where they took a little bit of a risk was jump the the time jump. But it, it ended up kind of paying off. Like, I don't really look back and being like, Jesus Christ, we needed a full season of the young actors. Like, I think it was fine. Um I'm, I'm, I'm excited for more Game of Thrones in the future, and House of the Dragons lived up, in my humble opinion. Yep. So my number nine is Jack Ryan, which is the okay. John Krasinski Amazon yep. Prime show. Uh, him I still need a press Wendell play Pierce. That. It's, uh, I don't know if you'd love it. Just It's pretty much all action. It's action-y. Uh, the yeah. first two seasons aren't as action-y because okay. uh, he's more like behind-the-desk type. Uh, this third season definitely picks up its stakes, and he's out in the field. Cool. Uh, I just love his... Uh, him and Wendell Pierce together are a really f- uh, fun team. It's got Doug Stamper from House of Cards. Is in I, it. I did see that in the preview. Uh, yeah, so that's always fun to see him. He plays kind of like a similar type role. Yeah, um, it's a it's just it's a fun action spy thriller type series. Um, that I, I'm just a huge John Krasinski fan. If yeah, he's, he's not in it, I he's probably good. don't watch it. Right, uh, but I just I, I love me some John Krasinski. So I that's dig my it. Number nine. I dig it. Okay, my number eight wasn't wasn't as high as everybody else on the first season but this second season i was obsessed with and that's the white lotus mm. um they went to sicily maybe maybe it's because of that like <laughs> i went to italy this year and so i felt the vibes and i felt like i connected with so many of these characters uh um i i think you, we see these shows and i know we've talked about it on the on the regular podcast where you see these shows being made where it's the majority of the cast is white people, but I, I, I'm going to compare it to Yellowstone in, in, in regards to shows like this and succession lean on like showing how fucked up they can be and how funny that yeah. fucked upness can yeah. be. Whereas Yellowstone embraces it and they want John Dutton to be the good guy, even though he is so fucked up. I think, um, white Lotus, succeeds because we show how fucked up we are um and it's just it's so funny the scenarios that are being placed on um i think it's very unique in the fact it's a 60 minute show which is normally a drama but it is truly a comedy yeah um so in that regard i think it's unique the the girl the girls who played the prostitutes smoking hot yeah um I just thought I had a hell of a lot of fun watching this. And you got what's his name from Sopranos? Yes, in yes, yep. Yeah. Michael Imperio or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's higher, had a lot of fun. Higher on my list, so nice. we'll talk about that more. Okay. My number eight is She-Hulk. Okay, uh, glad it made it for yes. you. Yes. And she- they were trying to they were trying to bash me on the Scrubs. I was saying that this was probably one of my favorite uh, Disney Plus shows of this year. Yeah, I have two more above it. But okay. This is my favorite Marvel. So unique. Or maybe uh, I said Marvel. Yeah, it's my I meant favorite Mar- Marvel I meant, show. I meant Marvel. Uh, yeah, you the, know you know what deserves to be higher. Yeah. 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 <laughs> my 30 minute, the 30-minute 30 comedy, it didn't take itself too seriously. Exactly. It's very meta. The whole... Uh, the end. The, Kevin, meta, the meta yeah, end was so good. It was so good. And it's one of... It, what I like about it, too, is the, the stakes of it didn't feel right. like end of the world. Right. It was just a fun sitcom. You The... To me, what I know it's a good show is in the show, it was very meta about misogyny and sexism and all this stuff. And then you go on Twitter and you see what people are saying about it. And you're like, 
yeah, yeah. they're talking about you exactly you fucking idiot. exactly uh and so i love how they just embraced it and accepted it yeah uh, megan the stallion was right. fucking hilarious right. in it so i just it was just 30 minutes every week of just right. fun and, and here, i enjoyed it, it and it brought in daredevil yes uh, that was cool even further and so it, right it was just fun right i will say about she hulk um that um i lost my train of thought here Oh yeah. Okay. So one, I think Disney Plus is starting to learn that yeah. it can be, they can explore more of the characters, thus it being a better show when they don't stick to the six episode count. Yeah. This was nine episodes. I think it grew. It was better because of that, in my opinion. And then two, I think this is a show that can just go for years and years because it's a court drama. It, it's a yeah. court drama. You bring in different Marvel characters yeah. who need legal help. Like it's just, it's there for the taking. Yeah. Um, and it is fun. Uh, it, it was a different take on daredevil where the Netflix series was very gritty and dark. This was a comedic version. We'll see what we get in Disney plus yeah. version of his show. Uh, that's yet to be determined, but uh, I, I enjoyed she Hulk. I'm glad it showed it. It, it made your list. All right, what are we on here? Seven for me. Uh, seven is a Disney Plus show for me. Uh, I personally think it might be the best Disney Plus show, <laughs> the best Star Wars show. That's Andor. Yep. Um, so so brilliantly brilliantly written. Um, this is a show about fascism. Honestly, it is a show yep. I am surprised Disney Plus allowed them to make um, because it was so dark, because it was so mature. Really. Spoiler alert, the first inciting incident of the series, really, it might happen at the end of the first episode. So really the inciting incident of the series was um, Cassian killing a guy. And so showing that this isn't the greatest of characters yeah. and we're still going to explore him as our protagonist. Um, it just fully embodies what Star Wars is about, an oppressive government, mm -hmm. a rebellion against that government. There was not one lightsaber in this show. It is about government, and I fucking loved it. Yeah. I loved it. it. I, I was so addicted. I yeah. was ready every Wednesday. And it tackles the gray area, which I love. It's yes. not just good guys versus right. bad guys. There's right. a lot of gray within a rebellion. Right. And yeah. And I'm excited that we get a second season um, where it leads right up and right up to Rogue One. Just I can't say enough good things about this show. I, w I cannot think of a cooler moment when – um, Andy Serkis's character finally says, "No more, t more no more than twelve. I was like, "Let's yeah. fucking go!" Like it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was my favorite storyline. Was that jail part? Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Loved Andor. Yeah, you'll see Andor later on. Cool. Uh, my number seven is Winning Time, the yeah. HBO series about the uh, Magic Johnson and the Lakers. Nice. The dude that played Magic Johnson was unbelievable i think that it was just brilliantly casted right uh it's really hard to make basketball movies because a lot of people in hollywood are like five six yeah um and they did a really good job like kareem is a legit seven footer in real life and they did a good job of that actor i don't know how tall he was but he looked seven foot tall yeah uh uh what's his name that played uh bus was uh, john c riley yeah just absolutely killed that yeah. role he was so funny in it um, and so I just, it was a fascinating look at just a brilliant time in basketball and, uh, all of the shit that goes on, oh, yeah. like how he's broke in real life. Oh and, yeah. Uh, but then there's some very serious parts like, you know, his mom's dying, mm -hmm. uh, his, his, uh, 
daughter finds out about all this sex addiction and yep. all this stuff. Yep. And so there was some very serious, like, good parts too. And um, I'm glad yeah. it was on HBO. Yeah. Because we same. wouldn't see that anywhere else. No. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, I it was a fun show. I love the jo- I love the Adam McKay. Yes. Uh, style of yep. it and how they stuck with that because he directed the first episode. Yep. Um, thought that was really fun. I also. Uh, saw the showrunner talk at one of the conferences that I went to. So, uh, yeah, great, great show. Glad I made the list. Um, all right, my number six is Barry. Um, I love this show. I also saw the showrunner of the show talk, and it was cool to hear him say, the reason why I love making the show is I don't really know what it is. It's a comedy that isn't funny. It's a drama <laughs> that's funny. Uh, it's different, you know, themes and uh, – it's brilliant. Um, Bill Hader is great in it. I loved the, um, I love the storyline of him and, uh, the name is escaping me, the, the acting coach and how he essentially had to be the actor and, uh, the, how it ended. Crisco or yeah. Cruzno, 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 something like that. Um, really, really enjoyed this season. It, It may not have been, as good is are we in the fourth season or is that the third season that was the third I okay think. might not have been as good as the first two but um still really really good i can't wait for uh, more berry yep my number six is house of the dragon nice um i think you touched on it i really enjoyed it so th- we agree that like the best parts of uh game of thrones is not the big epic fight scenes right. it's uh you know it's it's politics serious said it's the scheming and plotting right. um and that's what a lot of this yeah. show is. I did struggle with the time jumps. If yeah. if they didn't do all of the time jumps, I think this is a top three show for me. Yeah. Um, because like the first few episodes, like you said, with the young actresses, that Millie Babcock, whatever her name is, <laughs> is just so fucking. She's good so on good. This show. Yeah. I and, hope she blows up. Yeah, yeah. And I think she will. And uh, it's just Matt Smith was just perfect. Yeah. He was I really mean, good. Yeah. It was it was just phenomenally done. Uh, just wish they would stick to like slow it down. Like right, I, that's my message to like everybody out there, especially that's like Marvel, uh, right? DC, Game of the anything that's got this big existing IP. Like go slow, take your time. It right. is worth the build. And like if you just do good with that, like yeah. You're going even, to set yourself even up down Andor, the line. Even Andor, yeah. it's a slow burn, it's slow. but it, yes. it pays itself off. Like, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, anything else on House of nope. Dragon? Okay. Uh, my number five, this was a, a quick fix, uh, a quick switch, if you will. I actually had Barry before this, but um, the last minute, I think this deserves to be one up, and that's Severance on Apple TV. Oh. Um, it's... Such a fun show. Ben Stiller, I think, is one of the creators or showrunner or something on it. Um, or I know he directs in it, too. Um, brilliantly acted. Um, the, the writing on it is incredible. Really, it's it's trying to figure the, the show out. Like, you don't know what the hell is going on, and you're trying to figure it out. At least that's what the fun of it was for me. Um, I can't wait for future seasons. I really hope this becomes this and ted lasso but ted lasso they're saying might be done after season three that's why i say severance could be the staple show for apple tv moving forward um i hope it's here to stay and i i just love it it's awesome it's yeah. funny it's dramatic I, it, it's both it's great. i just got apple plus so the first Hot. thing i did was 
bang Ted, out Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. But Severance you should, is you should is, check it out. It's it's, it's great. It's in the queue. It's great. Yeah. My number five is Barry, um, which you talked on. Uh, I just think the ending of that that finale is just like holy shit. Right. Like it he is, becomes the actor. Yeah. yeah I just great. It, I love yeah, that. And it just. Spoiler alert for how it. I mean, he, when he like the cops come in on it. I mean, it was just incredibly done. Uh, the I always forget his name. The bald dude. Oh, uh, uh, no, mo, no, no, ho, Hank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hank is so good, so fucking <laughs> so perfect. I, I don't know if there's a more perfectly cast character right. on TV than him. Right. Uh, he's just so good at it, and so uh, it's just it's a Bateman and Bill Hader are like two of my favorites, and seeing them do like kind of serious right. roles i they just thrive in it so yeah. uh yeah I, I love me some berry so that's number five for me hell yeah number four for me was reservation dogs um the second season um again kind it's of picky taika Waititi, right yep he's a producer on yeah. it um really about a culture that i'm not too familiar with but really coming at it from a kid's perspective and really adult themes. Um, it's one of those shows where like each episode kind of comes at it from the perspective of a different character. Um, and then it kind of ties itself together. And then I think it's a beautiful story. Um, and I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's one of those really, um, underrated shows that I think deserves more love than it gets. Uh, that's reservation dogs. I started season one. I need to go back to it. Yeah. It's I, good. I never finished it. I liked it a lot. My you, number, you'd f- like it. My number four, I'm surprised this isn't on your list anywhere is Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved. Kenobi. It was good. And, it was good. Uh, I, I'm in part because Ewan McGregor is one of my favorites yeah. and him as Kenobi is just, it's so he, super fun. To show. me, like I just have watched a lot of fucking TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. It, to me, Ewan McGregor is the best Star Wars character in the entire like universe of Star yeah. Wars. I think he's done the best job throughout. Uh, and so to have him back, to be in that reflective mode, uh, to have Darth Vader be so menacing. Yeah. Uh, the fight scenes between the two are just yeah. absolutely incredible. I'm just glad it's the nostalgia stars porn aligned and, and like I to make it. this happen. Yes, yeah. I, I did too. And right. It's it's pure nostalgia porn. I, yeah. I understand that, but I fall for it because it was it was incredible. Yep. How about the spoiler alert? The Anakin uh, Kenobi kind of training together throwback. In yeah, it, that was cool. Flashback, whatever. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was cool. Yeah, a lot a lot of fun that show was. Um, okay, my number three. Um, this past year actually had seasons three and four kind of back to back. Um, the third season, I wasn't as high because it was so out there and trippy and weird. The fourth season, I think it landed the plane in the most beautiful way, really rounding out one of the most creative and brilliant shows in this past gener, like of our generation. I'm boldly saying it. And that is Atlanta. Um, it's just so they touch on race. They touch on the music business. They touch on so many of these life things. And um, the characters are awesome. It's such a unique show in that it does one episode doesn't have to lead to the next episode. They can they have an overarching story and they kind of um, do these one offs. And it's just so it's such a unique show. But the way they landed the plane, one of the most brilliantly told stories I've seen in a long time. So uh, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, just a spoiler alert for season three, the first part of this year that came out every other episode, it doesn't, 
explore even the characters. It's just weird scenarios about race and weird shit. So if you can get past that and land the plane in season four, you'll you'll love it. So Atlanta, number three. All right, my number three is Ozark. So uh, you've already touched on it. So for me, it was kind of weird. I like because season three came out like right when the pandemic was really right. raging, and so like got a little dark, and so like we turned it off for a while. <laughs> so I came back and finished season three this year, and then. Uh, busted through both parts of season four. Uh, I would have just shout out the actress that plays Wendy Bird. Oh yeah, she's great. She's the I real gangster that of character. that show. Yeah, she's the I real gangster. Her. She is the most unlikable character yeah. I think I've seen all year. It, like it's just that's the brilliance of it. Right? Right. She plays it so well. Right. Um, and then, then Bateman is just literally one of my favorites. Uh, the twist with uh, what's her name that runs the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, getting killed spoiler alert yeah yeah uh it was just it it was all just it was really well done it was a fun way for that show to come to an end um and i think you're right about it being netflix's best show just because of how house of cards kind of collapsed i think the peak of season one and two of house of cards is better than anything 100 but as in total i i do think you're right yeah it's probably netflix's best show good point for sure okay my uh, number two show not a lot of people talk about this. Um, a Twitter blows up when I, you know, just because I'm, I follow people who watch the show. But uh, it's P Valley. It's a, uh, it's a stars show. Um, this was the second season. They took a little bit of a hiatus. Um, really, they they made and a lot of a lot of shows steer clear of this, but this show embraced COVID and made it a part of its storyline. I appreciated that. I thought they did it in a really unique and cool way if there's such a thing as a cool way to <laughs> examine covid but uh this is a show about a strip club and all the drama of running a strip club very inclusive show very um flashy show but it's really fun really dramatic i think it think it got renewed for season three i hope it's here to stay um if you have stars i highly recommend it uncle clifford he in his in at the pink it, it's a it's a fun show P Valley. All right, my number two is White Lotus. Nice, uh, again, it was high. Yeah, I fucking. You loved banged it. out one and yeah, two. So I banged out back. one and two, but together. Do you like two better? I uh, I think I prefer one. Really? I think okay. I do. It's because you close, flipped though. it. You texted. I thought you texted that you yeah, like two more. That's all right. It's. I go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It might be different after seeing two. I might go back and like one more. Yeah, yeah. But, I think I like the characters more in one. Okay, but I think two as a whole is better. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it's just a fascinating show. It really like, is. You don't know where it's going. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, the, Aubrey the Plaza was great. Oh, I fucking love yeah. Aubrey Plaza is one of my like, yeah. personal favorites. Uh, this, st- yeah, the story with the porn stars, fucking the dad and yeah. then the son. So fucking great. It's just so funny. I am Albie. I am fucking Albie. That would happen to <laughs> yeah, me. That, that would, would happen, happen to me. That would. Yes. Uh, and so it, it was great. I, I'm curious to see what they do for season three, if they're doing a season they, three. It got renewed. It did get renewed. Yeah. I'm just curious to see what they do, where they go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, it, Such it, was, a f- it was so just, fun. It's, it's a fun one. I was addicted every fucking yeah. week. I was I was excited. Love White Lotus. Okay. I think I banged both of those seasons out in three or four days. So, fun fact. I don't know if you know this. The creator, showrunner yeah, of that Mike show. White. Yeah. he's He was on Survivor. Oh, really? Do you know that? I didn't know that. He was like season two 
runner up or winner or something. Yeah. It's just kind of fun because the New York Jets quarterback's name is Mike White. Oh, okay. And so one of the podcasts I listen to, whenever they're talking about the Jets quarterback, they call him uh, White Lotus. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah. White Lotus is great. Okay. Um, I wonder if our number ones are the same. No, they're, they're not. not. Okay. Number one for me is The Bear. Um, anxiety. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Oh, you yeah. have to watch it. It's so good. Uh, anxiety inducing. I have never really worked in a restaurant, but I, it just feels so authentic to what that is like. Um, very high energy, high intense. It's the dude. Um, I don't know his actual name, but it's the dude who plays lip from, um, shameless, uh, he, I think is blowing up cause after the show came out, it was announced he's like in two or three upcoming movies. Um, I can't say enough good things. I literally bang this out in like a two or three days. Like the episodes aren't long. It's a fun show. It's there. They, it's just great. It's just, it's, it's great. Uh, you, it will have you saying yes, chef. It will have you addressing yeah. people as chef. Um, so I highly recommend it. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think after you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I will just say as someone that I, so I, it's not really a restaurant, but I worked at Poncheros in college. Yeah, there's just you a, might you might vibe with it. Yeah, just about any restaurant that's not like super high end, you could pretty much walk in with the film crew and just film it because <laughs> there's some characters. There's that some work shit there. that goes down. Yeah, oh, I could tell you some stories. <laughs> Please uh, don't. Yeah, Please don't. So, n- nothing like that. Just yeah. about the people. Okay. And they, okay. Yeah, that's there's fair. some people that work all right all right my number one's indoor nice uh, deservingly so honestly yes i i i think even if you took away the star wars from it all i think it's a great show right like i think that could stand alone on hbo yeah would you agree it's a, a show about show. fascism oh yeah 100 percent. that's, that's what makes it fucking great that's literally all it is yeah, yeah. Uh, which is very prevalent for uh, some of our leaders it, it and is. where we are in the world at some places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Cassian. So also it was cool. Um, my girlfriend's dad was honored at a um, Hispanic uh, journalism award and the keynote speaker was uh, Diego Luna. Yeah. And so he came and spoke and played uh, like a sneak peek for us of Andorra right before cool. it came out. Yeah. That's so awesome. I forgot. It about was, that. Yeah. It was really cool. So there's that connection too, but uh, the uh, two so Diego Luna's great in it. The Scar is Scarsgard is the older white guy. Yeah. I think. Yep. He I I love that he character. Was good. Yep. And then also the speech that Cassian's like yes. mom the yes. rise awesome. up speech is just one of the greatest cinema moments that like I've ever seen. I'm a sucker for a good movie speech. Like that. There's been times in my life where I'll just go on YouTube and. I'll listen to the Friday Night Lights one or any Inches. Given Sunday Inches, is a yes. great one, although that movie sucks. Yeah. Uh, that speech is right up there, man. It is so fucking good. Did you – I sent you what they were going to have – Disney cut it. She was going to say, uh, fuck yeah. the – Yeah, fuck it would have been great. Yeah. It would have been great. I wish they would have. But, yeah, that, that, that in itself was just incredible. And so everything that comes with it, all of the characters were freaking awesome. Um you know a movie is good when there's that one scene where the the main bad lady and then the dude that like lives with his mom for a little bit yeah. are like maybe about to kiss and like my skin is just itching because I'm <laughs> like oh these two are the worst right like, when a show can make you feel that way like oh, yeah. you know they've done something right so I just absolutely loved Andor and this was again I didn't watch this live if you remember you I think it. when the finale came out I was like I really need to just watch it. And I, I watched like six episodes in one yeah. night because I was like, this show is fucking it's incredible. incredible. Yeah. And so it's, shout out to them. I hope Star Wars 
the problem that the thing I fear is it wasn't well watched. Right. It was one of the least watched. That's yeah. what pisses me and off. It's, like, it's the best show, though. But it's definitely their best reviewed show, and so yeah. I hope they don't take the wrong messages from from that and learn from it because it's Star Wars needs great content like that. It's one hundred percent because there's no lightsabers. There's yeah. no flashy or lights. Even like you huge know, star. Or right. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. I it. And I, I will can't just say, enough say good Star things. Wars. The one thing that is consistent over time with Star Wars, like sometimes some of the movies aren't great. Maybe the writing struggles. Whatever. They know what the fuck they're doing with droids. I tell you, every, every, those droids, like the droid that yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassian has, a yeah. name, is so awesome. Right. He he, he just is. Uh, they just do a great job with droids. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to whoever is coming up with all the droid decisions in Star Wars. Two, but yeah, yeah, two of the coolest moments for Andor for me was one I said when. Uh, Andy Circus at the yeah. end he decides to join sides yeah. and he's like never more than twelve. Fucking that moment was awesome, and then the speech. Yeah. Uh, if she would have said "fuck the," uh, oh, yeah. what what would it have even been? It would be um, the Imperial Army or yeah, probably something like yeah. that. If she would, oh, that would have been so cool. But that was a great speech. Um, yeah, Andor is amazing. I hope they make uh, more shows like that. Okay. Do you have anticipated stuff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Do we want to do our MVP or do we? Oh yeah. No, I we forgot our MVP. Yeah. Let's do MVP. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want yeah, to go I'm first? curious. On, uh, I just kind of picked one out of a hat. Like, okay. I, there wasn't really a ton of people, um, that like were in a bunch of movies, a bunch like a movie and a TV yeah. show that really like stood out to me. So I just decided to make Kendrick Lamar uh, okay. be my MVP. Um, his album really means a lot to me, as you can tell by the thirty-minute speech that I had on it tonight. Um, yeah. And he he's on the magazines. He did the tour. He had the great album. I I thought it was deserving. Well, yours was off your top album. Mine's off my top movie. Mine's Tom Cruise. Okay, cool. Yep. yep. I just we get Mission he, Impossible he, this year. Yeah, and he teased that when he was doing his own stunts, jumping he's out of the damn plane. plane. Insane. He, the way he fought for this movie, um, and then to get the results that it had, I he's like single handedly saved the box office this year. It was on a disastrous pace um, before Top Gun Maverick came out. So um, that's that's why I gave him the nod. Dope. Very cool. All right, let's uh, look ahead to this year a little bit. We're going to give you some anticipated shows, albums, movies, sports predictions, whatever. Um, this is another one. We only do three of these. And for the people that hate our top three list here, Go fuck yourself. Try to come up with your well, own list because some you're just guessing, like albums. Right. You, albums you is basically know, artist. Right. But you don't necessarily know who has one coming out. Right. Uh, or like movies. There's like 200 movies coming yeah. out next year. I only year, put three so. because I don't know. Yeah, we no, can definitely no, bring no, more. No, right? yeah. it's, it's just hard is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Can we just go down the list? Yeah. Or, okay. So I shows is first on mine. Um I have two honorable mentions that I was looking at. I recently got into Yellow Jackets. I watched oh, the first yeah, season. Yeah. Second season comes good. out. Has Lord of the Flies vibes. Super fun. Highly recommend. Um, and then while doing a little research, um, I found the three-body problem. That is the uh, D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. I might have said oh, those yeah, yeah. backwards. But um, the Netflix, the, it's a Netflix show. It's based on a book. They're... they're they have a uh, source material to work with, so thank God. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, they'll get it done. The world rejoices. Um, I don't know. I'm just interested to see how they bounce back after Game of Thrones and maybe the ending that a lot of people didn't like. 
My, I'm just going to give my three, and then yeah, you can ahead. give your three. Okay. Three is Ted Lasso. Can't wait. Yep. Ahsoka. Can't wait. Mm. And Succession, because I'm okay. so fucking excited. I had Ted Lasso in Succession. Okay. So then I wanted two like new shows. Okay. So I went Secret Invasion. You know, I'm high yep. on that one. Yep. That's allegedly supposed to drop yep. next year. And then the other one is a miniseries called White House Plumbers that's supposed to be coming to HBO. Yeah. Um, I can't tell, though. Is it comedic vibes or is it? It might be. I don't know. Okay. But it's supposed to be. Woody Harrelson, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've seen the little preview for it. Yeah. And it's supposed to be about. um, Watergate, right? Watergate type stuff. So uh, I'm a sucker for U.S. history. So absolutely. I will be watching. It's an HBO show. So I'll be watching. It'll be on my list. Yeah. all right, albums again. I'm just putting artists because I don't really know of any like straight confirmed albums okay. this year. I, 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 I guess actually, Utopia by Travis Scott that yeah. might be coming. Okay. Um, I put Frank Ocean because I fucking Every need year, Frank Ocean in my life. Yeah. Rihanna because we yeah. need more Rihanna in our life. And then these are two. I have a tie that um, they're not big, big, big artists like that. Uh, Sylvan Lequeux, that's my boy, and then another rapper named Mez. Um, Really hope they come out with albums in 2023. Okay, so this comes from Google, so this might not be right. Okay. Allegedly, J-Lo is supposed to be dropping an Actually, album next year. Actually, I did see that. And, and it's like a sequel to one of her previous albums. Yeah, and it's supposed to be very introspective. Okay. I'm not a big J-Lo music fan, to be honest, but I would definitely listen to You'll that. You'll press play? Okay. Yep. Uh, number two, Sam Smith's got an album, Gloria, coming out. Cool. Uh, I do enjoy Sam Smith. Yeah, he's good. Um, so I'd be curious on that. I'm so surprised he did Unholy, though. That's like totally... Yeah, it's a switch up. Yeah, and it's a switch up. on this album. I'm sure that's like the main Oh, it's song. on the album. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, it's a good song. It's called Gloria. Um, and then number one, does the album titled Starline Gallery mean anything to you? No. Oh, so that's the title of Chance the Rapper's huh. next album that is supposed to be dropping so next year. The only thing that I know that Chance is doing is he's doing something in Ghana and it's yes, with Vic Mensa. supposed to have okay. like some African. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I'll, like, this is a really big hot take and I don't really care. The Big Day does not deserve the hate it gets. It, it it's not his best album. It's not. It is not his it's best just album. It's hard because it's, it is good. It, it comes is off fine, the though. heels of Coloring Book. Yeah, which is so fucking perfect. Right. It, but it is fine. Like the yeah, Big Day, it's, it's fine. A there's, lot of I love my wife. There's and that's okay. Yeah. Like I can appreciate that. Um, but it with saying saying that I have been pay, been paying attention to the snippets and the things he's been teasing yeah, it, it, and they've been really fucking yeah. good. So that yeah. is a good choice. I like that. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it's called though. That's allegedly yeah, that's I what the internet I didn't says. know that's what it's called, but if it is cool, I, I'm looking forward to that too. Okay. Movies. I could have a whole li- yeah, this shit ton impossible. list for you. I, I have three or four here. Um, number one, killers of the flower moon. Cause it's Scarsese. Hoping that maybe we could see it, uh, the premiere potentially, <laughs> if we end up doing that, um, Dune Part Two. I know you weren't high on Dune Part One, but yeah, I'm but really they will allegedly be in this movie. Part, I think, and there's Florence Pugh's in it. I'm Austin telling you right Butler's now, Zendaya's in, in this movie for less than 15 minutes. You'll be, you'll be, a, you'll be butthurt. Yeah, yeah I, I hope we see more of her. And then three, they're both coming out in the same day, so I'm making it a tie. That's Oppenheimer and Barbie. Don't sleep on Barbie, bro. Barbie's no, I'm, gonna I'm be excited dope. for it. I'm excited. I knew you were gonna have all of those movies, so I purposefully left Did, those off. I, okay, I didn't put any Marvel because I figured I know, you'd have exactly. some. <laughs> I think we yin and yang this. I will say, I will say though, we have to see Oppenheimer in IMAX. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent. I agree. I can't wait. Yeah, literally, I had all of those movies, and okay. I was like, 
I gotta find something different. <laughs> gonna do this. I, we are one hundred percent on the same page because I was thinking the Marvel opposite of you. Okay, my number three. This is my only well, sort of non-Marvel is You People. It's a Netflix movie with Eddie Murphy, Julia Louis. I did Dreyfus, see the preview of this. It looks funny. It's just a comedy. Yeah, and you know what? The is it Kevin needs Hart? More comedies. I don't remember if he's in it or not. I don't think so. Okay, I, just I remember seeing Eddie the preview. Murphy, it does like, look good. We need some Maybe it's Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Okay. Uh, number two, there's a tie, and it's. Let's see if you can figure out why it's tied. Okay. Ant-Man and Creed 3. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan couldn't Majors. Pick, couldn't pick. Bro, <laughs> this man's about to have the craziest year. Oh, I know. He, it's going to be he, nuts. He's good. He is early favorite for MVP, and nothing has even come out yes. yet. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, all I just want to say is, like, I hope he's drinking a lot of water because uh, I'm sure whatever he's taking is not safe. That man got huge. <laughs> The dude's a really good actor. I'm excited yep. for him. Uh, and then the other one is Spider-Man Across the Oh, fuck Spider-verse. yes. Fuck yes. I cannot wait to see the follow-up it, to... Is it a hot take to say the first one might be the best animated movie of all time? I, I It might be a I bold take. It is fucking good, dude. Yeah. It's perfect. It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's so good. The music, the, the animation, the, yeah. the, the, the shot of him the upside down styles, jump. Bro, yes. So amazing. And yeah. the difference... Yeah. Yeah. It's... It's incredible. Yeah. So I'm really I'm really for looking forward to that up. too. Yeah, that's a good pick. Good pick. And I think aren't they doing it in two parts or something yeah. like that? Yes. I don't know if they're both coming out this year. Yeah, I don't think so. I think but one's the summer, but then the it. second one might be next year. Yeah. Or like twenty twenty four. Yep. Yeah. So okay. Uh I only have one sports prediction, so sorry, I'll piggyback You're up fine. yours. Uh one I'm predicting NFL Sunday ticket moving to YouTube TV is gonna kill satellite TV. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. It's my that's my bold prediction. Yeah, that's not bold. <laughs> that's just put in facts. Okay. Uh, so I really only have two that I. Okay. Well, we can have a about. combined three. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so the first one for me is I think there's gonna be a way like they're gonna figure out how to legislate the uh, NIL name, image, and likeness okay. within college sports. Because right now it's a free for all. All the coaches hate it's it. It's wild, bro. No one knows what's the going wild, on. The wild, wild west. Uh, all the fans are having to pony up more and more money to these schools to try to to these collectives to try to get these players to their schools. It's a fucking mess, um, yeah. and they need to figure something out. So I think somewhere Washington is going to step in and try to grab the reins. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then my other one, which I talked about in the sports moments, is. Uh, Live golf, I think, is going to struggle. Okay. Um, they've had some success. They've taken over some of the bigger name golfers, but they don't have Tiger Woods. They don't yeah. have Justin Thomas. They don't have like the pure best golfers. Um, if those golfers aren't allowed to compete in the majors, and I know I think they're allowed to do the Masters, but I don't know that they're allowed to compete in the other majors. Okay. Uh, I think that's going to really struggle for them. Um, a lot of a couple of the top people at Live have already resigned, so mm. there could be some weird stuff going on there. Interesting. Um, they don't really have a TV deal. Yeah. Um, so I just think there's a lot of uphill battles for Live Golf. So I think they're going to struggle in 2023. Interesting. Okay, and then our last little thing. Uh, I, I threw this in there. Just got, I think it's fun. Is a 2023 wish list. Anything that you want to see happen in the pop culture world? Um, I have three kind of fun ones i thought were interesting um number three I, I we touched on this but i hope disney plus has learned the higher episode count seasons make for better tv i hope we get more of those okay that goes along with sort of with my okay. number three which is i that literally just says marvel figure it out <laughs> and yeah they're they're, they're not starting any, to get cookie cutter they're not anywhere close to dc okay right. so don't take this the wrong way 
DC's a lost fucking cause, so they're <laughs> I don't have a wish list for uh, them. They're literally starting over. Yeah, uh, but Marvel needs to. I think with the slate of movies they have coming up, they're more well known. Um, and I think we're going to start because of Kang, right. and Ant-Man, we're right. going to start to lead to somewhere, which exactly. I think is really going to help them. And that's what they need. Cause right now it's a little directionless. It's a little, I agree. So I, agree. I think those two kind of go hand in hand. Okay. My number two, um, I want to see more visual albums. Um, that might be a hint for something coming up, <laughs> but it also, uh, is just cause after seeing, um, Bo Burnham and after seeing Beyonce's uh, little deal she put on uh, Disney with Lion King and then mm. I know Midnight's t- is Min- I was just going to say visual. Taylor Swift put out a bunch of uh, albums and even Kendrick Lamar they weren't all directly related but he put out some really fucking deep really good uh, music videos for that album um, I hope we see more visual albums where as a whole um, we get videos and stuff like that so I will say we grew up in the music video age, right? Like we the did. MTV, bro. I remember like going to middle yeah, school, TRL. like before I would watch music videos. Yeah, and then you'd come home and put TRL on yep. and see the top ten videos of the day. Maybe it's just where uh, we're at in life. Yeah, and uh, our favorite musician at the time, Eminem, did a music video for damn near every song. Yep. It felt like. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Cent had great music. Vi- Nelly had great music yep. videos. So I saw Nellyville on a uh, vinyl the other day. Oh, that'd been fun. It was a lot of willpower, not the cop. It was like 50 fucking dollars. Yeah. 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 Sorry. So Anyway. Yeah. So I think that's a good one. My number two is very vague, but it's box office needs to return. We need okay. to figure out ways to keep movie theaters alive. I kind of have people need to go. I see have these. a piggyback a yeah. little bit. off. People that. need to go support their local cinemas, go to the damn movie theater, watch movies, I know it's a personal thing for me. I'm going to go see more movies in theaters this year. Um, I, I just, I, I think the collective we would do some good to go have some distraction from everyday life. Go yeah. watch movies. Yeah, uh, there's a community aspect to it. Right, um, and we need to support some of these really great films and not just the Marvel movies. I know I've fallen accustomed to that, and that the leads past perfectly to years. my next one. Yeah. So, so my my number one is less IP in movies and TV. Um, good luck. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, I know it's all about money and it's never going to happen, but, um, I just, I think like you said, to piggyback off you, we need the original movies and TV shows. And I think more and more right now, more than ever box office is getting drowned out by the Marvel movies and yeah. the DC and the star Wars. Well, we haven't had star Wars movie forever, but you can know my vibe. Yeah. Um, I, and even with the past maybe two year end list, it feels more like top heavy movie, and not TV shows, because TV is fucking yeah, TV's booming right now. Yeah. Movie specifically feels very top heavy, where you get like the movies that really hit, but then you get like Marvel sprinkled in, and even Marvel, in my opinion, the the critic like the the acclaim of it is lessening. And again, I think it's due in part because of the direction it's going. But um, I just I hope that original movies don't die. And that's why I love movies like Babylon and the Fablemans and everything everywhere all at once because they're so unique and so original. And so uh, they, they, they actually have a message to them. A lot of not a lot of these, but some of these Marvel movies nowadays are just they're just trying to be fun. And I, I, I personally with where I'm at in life just need a little bit more than that. And that's why you didn't see Thor and love and thunder and, uh, into the multiverse of madness on my list. Um, I don't know. That's my, that's my big soap box, 
um, thing with movies is less IP and more original stories. Yep, I agree. My number one is much more simpler. Okay. Let's I, hear it. I need a new Rihanna album. Okay. We need it. She's yeah. doing the Super Bowl halftime show. You have to think it's coming. You Drop a fucking think. album. It's been, yeah. what? What was it? 2016? Is that, I think every Something time Something like I, that. Yeah. I uh, never remember. It was anti or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We you, need a damn Rihanna album. You, would have, you have a kid now? Right. Sing about the kid. <laughs> Sing <laughs> lullabies. I don't care. Yeah. No, you have to think with Lift Me Up coming out and then the her... Yeah. Doing uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, you have to think something's coming. But that's a good. I'll buy some damn lingerie if I have to. <laughs> they have men's. La- they have Fenty. men's Fenty in there. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good pick. Um, this is one of our favorite podcasts. Oh, yeah. uh, I-, I love looking back at all the shit that we've watched and listened to. Um, it's always fun. We're gonna be paying attention to 2023. So I uh, hope you do the same. Watch TV, watch movies, listen to albums, and. Um, it's all it's it's been fun and i'm trey lesio alongside brandon ogden this is are you entertained and as always we'll be back for more peace